to your show, and you can take control of the airwaves. Just dial toll-free 1-800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. It is Ian here with you. And Mark. It is, by the way, the live Saturday edition. Things uh, operate as normal on the live Saturday edition. It's just that it's Saturday, and most of your... Most of your favorite talk show hosts take the day off. They're out on their yachts. Yeah. We're cruising here. around in their private jets. We're here in our studio taking your calls about whatever you want at 1-800-259-9231. Of course, the big news over the past week has been all of this hullabaloo about the bailout package. I mean, did anybody really think this wasn't going to pass? For a moment, did you really believe that this had a chance of... Getting stuck in the dirt, stuck in the mud, so to speak. In a, for a moment, yes, I did, uh, because I believed that the, uh, the the House of Representatives was, you know, since they failed to do it on Monday, that it would uh, take a long time to get through. That you know, I, I didn't think they'd manage to push another one through by the end of the week. Although I did predict it on the show, I, I had my doubts. So you said a moment, and yes, yeah. for a moment, I didn't think that it was going to happen. <laughs> However, they I was, you. you know, I, I I had the prophetic statement of they're going to put some lipstick on this pig and shove it up our butts by Friday. Yeah, and except they, they sure force did. fed it. They force fed the pig and expanded its size. Yeah, by several you know the, times. The, the the funny, sad, you know, tragic thing about this is that if they would have passed it the first time, we would have been a lot better off. The original bailout bill was about three pages long. The uh, mm. the final one was over four hundred. Wow. And they didn't fill those 400 with anything good, I can assure you. Oh, they'll try to tell you that that, that uh, the, the 400 extra pages helped, that it well, was Well, that's good the only for... way they could get it through, but um, it help? I don't know. Let me read an article um, for from Decl- Declan, Declan McCullough. Excuse me. We like Declan McCullough. Yeah. Last week, the Bush administration proposed a three-page bill. This is to... from CNET. Yeah, it's from CNET.com. Excuse me. Uh, the, the bailout Wall Street to the tune of $700 billion, it died in the House of Representatives early this week. On Friday, though, the House approved a far bigger, broader, beefier version of the bill, which has ballooned to a remarkable 442 pages. Um, the Senate had already approved the measure, but, which, by the way, I think might be unconstitutional. Uh, bills uh, regarding spending are supposed to start Passing in the House. Passing the Senate first? Well, it wouldn't, no, be the the first, yeah. it wouldn't be the first time things that have been unconstitutional have gone through with, without... Certainly Any true. Um, let's see. It, inc- it includes, as the New York Post pointed out, millions of dollars in tax breaks and related pork for kids, wooden um, for kids, wooden arrows, Puerto Rican rum producers, auto race tracks, corporations operating operating in American Samoa. The likely explanation for the American Samoa thing is that uh, Starkist is has a uh, corporate office in Nancy Pelosi's district. There you go. It's business as usual in D.C. I know there's more to the story. The toll-free number here is 1-800-259-9231. Before we dig in a little bit more here, I'm just wondering, is there anybody actually listening to the program tonight that supported the bailout bill? Anybody who supports this bailout bill, 1-800-259-9231. All the polls were showing that pretty much nobody did. Right, nobody did. Washington D.C. No, nobody believes. Yeah, nobody believes that uh, rich bankers and uh, f- you know extraordinarily wealthy foreign investors should be bailed out at the expense of the American taxpayer. I and we're not we're not bailing out ice cream shops. Why should we bail out banks? Why should we bail out insurance companies? Why should we bail out uh, any of these companies? Mm-hmm. Uh, it doesn't make any sense to me. 
Um, let's see. There's uh, tax credits for uh, cellulosic biofuels and carbon dioxide sequestration. Um, new renewable in- industry energy bonds. Uh, one-year extension for wind and refined coal energy tax credits. But here's the part that sickens me the most about this. Here's what really, really, really rankles me. We, the American people, the, the, I, I am told, as somebody who's dissatisfied with the government the way it is and has operated for a very, very long time, it's mm-hmm. gotten so big, so cumbersome, I was told, you know, the Republicans are the, the party of small government, and I, <laughs> I feel st- stung on that. I, I know better. The, you know, we did what we are supposed to do. Oh, by we, the way, as, a, as an aside, if you still believe the Republicans are the party of small government, 1-800-259-9231. <laughs> yeah. Um, we we did what we were supposed to do in the political process. We contacted our representatives. You mean over the last week or so? Yeah. The, the American people, to the tune of tens of thousands of constituents, contacted representatives, Senate members, uh, senators. The whole deal. They contacted. They did what they were supposed to do. Mm-hmm. And to, to the, you know, I was told that they were split 50-50 between no and hell no. That the right. that the, uh, the the support was about or the support for not doing the bailout was about fifty to one was another quote. So everybody said no 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 no. They put lipstick on the pig and they shoved it up our butts, just like I said they were going to do on Monday. And here's what is also in this bill. This okay. isn't a separate bill. This is the same bill. IRS undercover operations. The bailout bill also gives the Internal Revenue Service new authority to conduct (laughs) undercover operations. It would um, immunize the IRS from uh, a passel of federal laws, including permitting the IRS to run businesses for an extended sting operation. They can do stings. Um, They can plant people uh, as, you know, people that uh, that they're as accountants or tax preparers saying, well, I'm not sure that a deduction, this induction is entirely uh, legal, but it'd save you $1,000. Do you want to take it? The next time wow. some tax preparer says that, they could be Setting an you IRS agent. Um, a sting. You could be caught in an IRS sting now is what you're saying. Right. You, you know, and it goes – there's – you know, basically that's what they're allowed to do is the IRS is now allowed to continue to do, um, you know, undercover operations, including um, – Wait, t- to continue or for the first time do undercover operations? Not for the first time. There's This is uh, – st- starting with the Anti-Drug Abuse Act of 1988, but they – it's it's been on and off. Mm. They haven't been able to do it full time. They're saying no, they we don't care, America. We don't care what you think. And when have they ever? If you don't play along, you're going to jail. Mm-hmm. That's what they're saying, slaves. This is the freest country on earth, or so I've been told since I was a little boy. I ain't saying much. And uh, this is what they're saying. This is the representative, uh, dem- uh, excuse me, the Democratic Republic that. Uh, is supposed to represent the people. The representatives did not represent the people that called in, their constituents, and it is sickening. And then people tell me, well, if you don't like the system, work within it. Or leave. How am I suppo- or leave. Yeah. How am I supposed to work within a system that has, uh, you know, obviously does not care what it's we easy, think? It's easy, Mark. It's easy. Not to mention that the people that are in the system are getting paid. I am not paid to work within the system. I would do that on my spare now, time. Mark, let, let me 
just play devil's advocate here for a moment. This isn't really me speaking. To answer your question, how are you supposed to work within this system? It's easy. All you have to do is get elected. If you don't like what these elected representatives are doing, they're performing the will of the people. They were elected to make these decisions, these important decisions for our lives. If you don't like the way that's working out, I recommend that you go ahead and throw your hat in the ring and run for uh, for state senator. Do you think that I'm going to have a lot of luck considering there's billions and billions of dollars um, that are being given to campaigns of these people that are willing to uh, you know, bend me over a barrel? Do you think I have no. any chance trying to round up money from my friends who are going to be taxed to freaking death to pay for these rich bankers' jets? Do you think I have any chance of getting elected? Hell no. I'm the average guy. That's why I get screwed. Well, Ron Paul could do it. Why can't you do it? Ron Paul couldn't do it. Ron Paul did not get elected. He's been reelected. He's a House of Representatives member. And, and he Why voted. Can't you just go and out he and voted no. <laughs> in uh, he's one of 435 people. A hundred or so of them voted no to this. Mm-hmm. And, and by the way, uh, the two representatives from this state, Democrats, actually did. Not that I'm saying that I like mm. Democrats, mind you. Yeah. But, I mean, th- I'm sure they've done lots of things that I oh, don't yeah, like. Sure. But. You know, it's just disgusting. I did call those two those two representatives. Excuse me, a representative and uh, a senator. Um, I called uh, all three of them that represent me: two senators and one representative. And I said, "No, no, no." And then after they voted, I called and said, "Thank you." And did I they sent, all vote no, or did the uh, the I believe Republican that the guy, representative. I, I don't have the list in front of me. I believe the, the representative holds. It doesn't matter who did what in New Hampshire. Yeah. You know, um, some of them did, some of them didn't, and that's the answer. And the fact is, the vast majority of the people listening to me, uh, your representatives and your senators voted yes, even though you didn't want it, even though tens of thousands of people contacted them and said, "No, we don't want this crap." They gave it to us anyway, and they put a provision in it that gave the IRS more broad-reaching powers to make sure you pay your taxes so that these rich bankers and these rich foreign investors will, you know, get bailed out on your dime. The toll-free number here is 1-800-259-9231. How do you feel about this uh, bailout package? And it looks like Lou's on the line to tell us. He likes it. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything. Just dial the toll-free number at 1-800-259-9231, the live Saturday edition of the program. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site, they're totally free. So enjoy those on us, including updates. You get signed up. We'll keep you in the loop whenever there is something fresh to announce about Free Talk Live. Head over to updates.freetalklive.com. Get on the list free. That's updates. FreeTalkLive.com. If you have a company that needs to try something new in the area of collections, SACL CAI does collections. They do early out billing and they purchase charged off receivables. SACL's employees are, tr- employees are trained in resolving issues for your customers and treating them with respect. They know that not only do you want to collect your money, but you want to keep your clients too. SACL CAI, you can see their banner at FreeTalkLive.com. As we continue here with your phone calls, started out, Mark, you were pretty upset about this whole bailout thing. Uh, very, very disturbed. I think I have good reason. I think so, too. I myself, not so much surprised, so I guess I'm not as upset about it as you are. It seems to me to be just business as usual in D.C. with the the bankers and the rich, wealthy, uh, connected people up there essentially getting their uh, their little soldiers to do their bidding in Washington, D.C. and pass this bailout bill. Wanted to know if anybody actually listening to the program tonight was in favor of it. We did apparently find the one man in America, Lou, in Florida, listening to WFTL. Lou. 
or at least yes, one of the few. How are you guys doing? A very, very few. Hello, listen, Lou. What's on your mind? Listen, before I make my point, let me ask you, Ian, do you think Wall Street is overregulated or underregulated? Uh, well, I think the government should go away entirely, so you take no, that no, as you want. No, no, answer the question. Is Wall Street overregulated or underregulated? Well, I, I don't like a little bit of regulation because it uh, changes things. No, no, I'm things. asking Ian. I'm asking Mr. Free Market Extremist. Yeah, the answer is if you want to go and gamble your money at something, you should be free to do that and take whatever no, no, risks Ian, you want Ian, to, Lou. Ian, it's a simple question. Is Wall Street overregulated or underregulated? There should be no uh, governmental regulations, okay. Lou. The reason we're in the mess we're in is because Wall Street is the most unregulated industry in America. What are you talking about? They did about? not have the oversight. And the reason we have to do this bailout is because Wall Street is like a fat, obese man who just had a heart attack. I'm afraid, Lou, you don't are, really know what you're talking banks. about. These are banks. This isn't Wall me. Street, Lou. I, I worked up in New York. I worked in the financial industry. I don't think you know what you're talking about. These are the banks, Lou. These, this isn't Wall Street. This is Wall Street. What are you talking about? All the five big, the biggest investment banks in America, every single one of them got, went under because of this mess. The and it happened because of the deregulation and the pirates on Wall Street. And don't you realize that if we deregulated industry, don't you realize the pirates are going to walk in and eat you alive? Do well, you understand that? How are they going to eat me alive if I'm not invested in their industry? Listen to me. Even if you're not invested, the country depends on the flow of credit. Money has oh, to move around. I understand that it does, and that's that's another problem that I have, Lou. Is that we have a central bank uh, made of you know J.P. Morgan Chase, uh, you know, and, and many of these other um, you know large banks. You know, but that, Ian, Ian, oh, no, 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 no before I, before you go on, we have a central bank which issues our money on credit. The United States government makes treasury bonds and then gets the money from the Federal Reserve, which is a collection of central banks. Listen, you're talking about. A utopian fantasy. No, wait, wait, what is a utopian Lou, fantasy? Having money backed by gold and silver is not a utopian listen, fantasy. We, we had it in this listen. country much longer than we've had uh, money in, as credit, fake money. There's no elasticity. Have you ever taken a course in economics? I've, I've taken plenty. At the college level? Yes. Not in kindergarten, at the college <sighs> level. Lou, college economics courses tend to be Keynesian economics. It's uh, not the kind of economics question. I have to be a fan of. Do you understand the concept of elasticity in money? Why don't you explain it, Lou? Okay, listen. When you have gold, and God forbid there's a panic, people are going to hoard their gold, and the government's not going to have enough gold to supply to the economic system. Why does so the government need happen? to you're supply the economic system? Yeah, sorry, Lou. You're, you're Why does the government need to be involved at all, Lou? Can't I give you have. a piece if of gold or a piece like of it. silver for mowing my lawn? What's that? Can't I give you a piece of gold or a piece of silver or a note saying you can go to the That's bank you're, and get it for, for doing work for me? Utopian fantasies. I'm oh, talking about crazy. the way things are. I understand how things, things are. The government has screwed things up very thoroughly, and you're saying the government should get in and regulate right. the problem that it created. Yeah, Lou, <laughs> let me tell you what the utopian fantasy is. The utopian fantasy is the idea that you can print money from thin air and have that be a lasting economic system. Gives, the fa the history gives, of all listen. fiat currencies, Lou, has been failure after failure. Right, they only listen. go down. Wall Street is the most deregulated industry in America. They I'm not sure why you keep bringing it back to Wall Street. I'm not really, I don't really understand that. We're talking about the money system, Lou. We're talking about the fact that the federal government brought on this Federal Reserve, this private organization, to print money from thin air and call that real money. That's what we've got going on right now, and that's the cause of all the problems is the central bank. The libertarians had free reign on Wall Street, and you guys screwed it up. What are you talking about? Have you ever heard of the SEC, Lou? They were 
bought, they, they're, they're owned by the industry. You don't understand. This is how government works. Right. That's Hello? what happens. When you put a government agency in place, Lou, the people with the power and the money, they take control of it. And the people like right. you and me, we so end up paying you, for that crap. How do you propose to stop that from happening, Lou? That you're saying the SEC's bought and controlled by the actually in, the industry it regulates, similar to how perhaps the FDA is controlled. So you're trying captured. to say the government should work. And I agree with you. It should, but it doesn't. Because so, the government so the is controlled by people why, far richer than you and I. But there's no more deregulated industry in America than Wall Street. And the libertarians destroy... You make it more regulated, the, you're still going to have the rich people in control of um, right. who gets prosecuted and, and who you, doesn't. You can sit there and bitch about how deregulated it is, but how about you come up with a real plan as far as what you want to do about it? You want more regulations on Wall Street? Don't you understand, sir? That, Lou, can. don't you understand that the regulations are proposed, as you suggested, by the people that are being regulated? You understand Listen, that, right? The Ian, when a guy is having a heart attack and he needs triple bypass surgery, you do not sit there and philosophize. You do the surgery. I don't think that he needs it. I think that this triple bypass surgery is going to hey, put listen, us into a depression Mark, as, as, Mark, as great as the Great Depression. Have you taken an economics class beyond the third grade? Look, I, you and I disagree on Lou. types of economics. You're a Keynesian economics um, you know, no, kind of guy. I'm an Austrian economics kind of guy. We disagree. That's all. You can't get no, very I'm many sorry, Austrian economics classes Have you heard of Ludwig college. von Mises, Lou? I, I, yes, I have. Great. Read his stuff. Read You'll understand what I'm talking about. And I've read Milton Friedman at the at the graduate level. Yeah, but I, I don't. Think I'm not real fond of Milton Friedman, the Chicagoans, and the Central Bank. No. Milton Friedman's a relatively free market. Relatively, relatively, except that he felt that except that he created the uh, the um, with uh, withholding system that the government uses currently to tax us, and he um, supported a central bank. I, as far as I'm concerned, that's antithetical right. to freedom. The only free market solution here is to get rid of the central bank and allow various different market entities, whether they be banks or whoever, Listen, to uh, come out with the money. You guys are pandering to the lowest common denominator. Oh, are, are you telling me that the American people are too stupid to realize bailing out a yes, bunch of rich are. people is good for them? Yes, they are. Well, there you go. There you go, Lou. Thanks for the call. 800-259-9231. We're too stupid to know what to do with our own money. Lou knows everything. We, our money needs to go to a bunch of rich people. Let's continue with your calls. Dana's on the line in Texas. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Dana. Hi. Hello. How are you guys? Just great. What's on your mind tonight? Well, I've got two things. Now, one of them has to do with the Dallas Independent School District here in Texas. Have you heard about the problem there? The Dallas Independent School District? No. Mm-hmm. Now, as of September 1, all of a sudden for this school year, they came up short $84 million. Hmm. Yeah. I, I, you know, they have a huge taxing entity in that county for school district funds. So there's a lot of accountability. They're letting go over 1,200 employees, and over 600 of those are teachers. Okay. Well, hang on, Dana. We'll bring you back. 800-259-9231 is the SACL CAI toll-free line. This is Free Talk Live. Attention, freedom activists. If you're planning your move to New Hampshire, you know that Manchester is the heart of the free state. But finding an apartment when you're out of state can be a major pain in the... You need Prickle. Prickle has apartment rentals designed to meet your needs. There's no minimum length of stay. They accept payment in silver or gold. And responsible firearms owners are welcome. To find your new home in the heart of Manchester's growing Liberty Enclave, log on right now to Prickle.com. That's P-R-I-C-L dot com. 
Free Talk Live. It's the live Saturday show, and you can bring up anything. Just dial toll-free to 1-800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. Hi, Mark. Oh, I'm sorry. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are free, so enjoy those, including the wiki with over 1,800 pages created by listeners just like you. Head over to wiki.freetalklive.com. And get interactive for free. That's wiki, W-I-K-I, dot freetalklive.com. And think, uh, speaking of things that start with a W, try WebEx for free. Travel less and meet online. That was a terrible segue, wasn't it? It was hilarious, uh, though. I love go, it. Go to WebEx.com and enter the promo code 600 to start your free trial of WebEx. That's WebEx, W-E-B-E-X.com, promo code 600. And that will allow you to start your free trial of WebEx Save money today. on travel. Yep, uh, we continue here. Dana still on the line with us in Texas. Now, Dana, let me see if I understood correctly what you're telling us before. You're saying that there's uh, the Dallas School District has an $84 million budget shortfall, and as a result of that, 600 uh, bureaucrats are getting their jobs cut. Did I understand you correctly? Well, teachers, 12, over 1,200 people are get, losing their jobs or getting pink slips. And of the 1,200, over 600 of those employees are teachers. Yeah, and it's a huge school district. I just find the shortfall puzzles me as to how you could, all of a sudden, mistake or no mistake, be that short. Now, well, that's it's the government, and they, the government. Well, the, to, to answer your question, the government isn't interested in really paying too much, too close attention. Right, to the person that made the shortfall, that, that made the mistake, they're not getting fired. The teachers are. So it's no, you know, there's no right, accountability. That's right. Now, can I move on to the next one? My, my, and then I will just say this, and I'll hang up, and you guys can each other or whatever. <laughs> I have a problem with this bailout, and I'm very politically science-minded. That's my major in college, blah, blah, blah. I went to sleep one night with the Lehman Brothers having gone belly up, you know, 150-year monument to the United States. The government chose not to help them. They were going to help Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac and AIG and somebody else. And I went to sleep one night, but that was on the agenda. The next day I woke up, and all of a sudden they're bailing out Wall Street with $700 billion. I don't get the connection. What did I miss? Maybe you guys can speak of it on the air. And the other thing is I don't understand how why they are bailing out Wall Street. To me, Wall Street is nothing but glorified, high-paid gamblers. To me, it's a comparison to a casino. You buy a stock and you take a chance whether it goes up or bellies down. Well, Dana, politics... You know, and, yeah, I see where you're so coming from. Politics I is... all of this to me, and I'm going to hang up now, guys. And <laughs> Thank I'm you, Dana. Appreciate listen. the call tonight. Politics is, at its core, rewarding friends and punishing enemies. So maybe Lehman Brothers uh, had burned a bridge with somebody important or with a few important they people. Just, or, or they weren't prepared to do it at that point. Uh, they, you know, Not enough of their friends want, were, were caterwauling for it. It's obvious that a great deal of people in Washington, senators and uh, representatives, they're going, to, uh, they're going to pay a price for what they did. They're likely, um, some of them are going to lose their jobs so that we'll replace them with other people that will then screw us. But um, I probably will not be voting for anybody who voted for this. Uh, so there's uh, Senator John Sununu here. I don't think I'm going to vote for old John. Hey, isn't this. that supposed to be the most libertarian the most senator? libertarian <laughs> senator. He voted for this. He lockstepped with George Bush on this yeah. one, and I'm, I'm, I'm sorely disappointed. Douche. 
you know, what do I think is going to happen? I don't know. Maybe uh, this extraordinarily liberal person who's running against him is going to get it, and then we're going to have socialism for everybody. I'd like to go back, though, know. before we go continue with the calls here, uh, I'd like to go back to what Dana was talking about, just as an aside about the uh, the school thing with the 600 teachers losing their jobs. I feel bad uh, for those people because they didn't know what they were getting into. Most teachers, when they uh, look into getting a job as a teacher, they, you know, they just want to help kids. They yeah. just want to educate young people. And they don't realize that what they're getting into is essentially working for a criminal gang. I mean, that's what government is. It takes money from people by force, by threat of violence, and then it determines how to uh, to distribute th- those funds. So if the people that are uh, the administrators that are taking that money in and creating the $84 million shortfall she was talking about earlier, if they botch things up, then your job's on the line all of a sudden for no reason other than somebody messed up some numbers somewhere, whereas how often does that happen with uh, with private business? Hopefully often- those teachers, um, likely uh, with that kind of shortfall, some students will have to be turned away. Hopefully the uh, teachers will be able to uh, you know, go and work for some private schools and therefore you know, to, to, to take some of the overflow of the students. That sure would be nice. Yeah, I just think that uh, this is one of those unfortunate things that comes from government education is these unpredictable calamities like this. What they should do in Texas is take at one or two or three of the schools, uh, you know, take take an amount of schools, um, you know, take their budget, decide how many schools they can run on that budget, take an, uh, the other amount of schools, let them loose, cut them loose, let the teach let the teachers charge tuition to the students, create private schools right then that people can send their kids to so they don't have to have their kids in classes of 40 and 50. Um, and, you know, I think that would solve the problem right quick. We continue with your calls about what you want. Tomas is on the line listening to WTKG in Grand Rapids. Hello, yeah. Tomas. Hey, thank you very much, you guys, for having the show today. Thank you. What's on your mind tonight? Um, I'd like one of you guys to Google that uh, Andrew Jackson quote that I'm sure you all are familiar with. It, it ends with uh, a revolution before morning where he calls the bankers a bunch of thieves and vipers. Mm-hmm. I, I'm and familiar with that one. Because uh, I think that uh, America is not faced with so much a financial uh, problem here as a um, a problem that their government has decided that they're they are smarter smarter than the people who sent them there. You know, and that I think is uh, I don't care what your finance your your ideas of what type of uh, financial system we have. If the government is not going to listen to us and treat us like children, we as a citizenry are not going to mature. You know, we've got to be able to make our mistakes. And so I think what we should do, and I think what you should, you guys should do on your website is make a list of all those people who voted yes and then just choose one opponent, you know, because I mean, elections are coming up. And then have everybody just funnel money into that one opponent. Yeah, I have to say I appreciate what you're, where you're coming from on that, having spent years of my life uh, involved in the political system and running candidates and that sort of thing. But I don't really think, number one, that uh, very many of these incumbents are going to get kicked out of office. I, and even if they do, the people that will be replacing them are not going to be that much better. I mean, they'll be better in that they're not as experienced at fleecing the American public, but they'll... 
they'll be owned, bought, and sold just like all of the other politicians are. I mean, what were some of the? Wasn't there somebody told us a story last night, Mark, about how uh, I think it was Peter in New York had told me that the person that was running against the incumbent in his district, the incumbent, of course, voted for the bailout, and the person who was running against the incumbent held off on commenting on the uh, the issue until after the vote, right? That way, they didn't have to actually take a position publicly about this you know, until after the fact right. so, i mean they're gonna they're gonna play their same game but we have to make them fear us they don't more fear than you, they fear but they don't the, the money it sure would be and, nice and the one way to do that my brother is monday morning everybody needs to go to the bank and take their money out and create a situation that we had in 1933 where the president had to have a quote bank holiday and then we also need to pull our money out of stocks and, and make those words that Andrew Jackson said 200 years ago, a revolution before morning, come true. I've got Otherwise, them right here. I've got the quote right here. Gentlemen, I have uh, many have had men, men watching you for a long time, and I'm convinced that you've uh, used funds of the bank to speculate on the breadstuffs of the country. When you won, you divided the profits among you, and when you lost, you charged it to the bank. You tell me that I take the deposits from the bank and annul its charter. I shall ruin tens of thousands of families. Well, that may be true, gentlemen, but that's your sin. Should I let you go on, you will ruin uh, 50,000 families, and that would be my sin. You're a den of vipers and thieves. There's also a, 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 a I think There's an a even Je- better Jefferson one. Jefferson one. I, I believe the banking institutions are more dangerous to our liberties than standing armies. If the American people ever allow private banks to control the issue of their currency by deflation and inflation, the banks and corporations will grow up around uh, the banks and will deprive the people of all their property until their children wake up homeless. Right now, ask yourself, does the bank own your house? Thank you, Tomas, for the call. More on the you way. Might as well be homeless. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything. Just dial toll-free 1-800-259-9231. It is the live Saturday edition of the program. Ian here with you. And Mark, join us on our website, freetalklive.com. All the features on the site, they are free, and they include the archives, the Shrine of Female Listeners, the Bulletin Board System, those other talk show hosts, they want to charge you for accessing their sites. So enjoy ours on us at freetalklive.com. If you have a, if you are a college student, you are uh, related to a college student, even somebody who might be uh, in their senior year of high school or just graduated college, the Institute for Humane Studies has uh, broadcast uh, 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 internships. They have uh, print internships. They have video game industry internships, public policy internships. They can go to Washington D.C. You know, uh, hang around at the think tanks, that kind of thing. The, they have uh, paid stipend. Housing and travel allowances, tuition, uh, free books, mentoring, opportunities to be published, networking opportunities. This is huge. Go to libertarianinternships.com. That's libertarianinternships.com. If you have a college student that you know, write down libertarianinternships.com and give it to them so they can check this out. It's amazing. All right. We continue with your phone calls about whatever you want. Talk to Brian in Grafton, New Hampshire, listening to WNTK FM. Hello, Brian. Uh, hello, gentlemen. Hey, what's on your mind tonight? Um, well, the economic crisis is on everyone's mind, but um, if people out there um, nationwide are are doubting the the power of the Free State Project, um, I'd 
um, just went to a potluck dinner in in a town of Grafton, New Hampshire, which is about a thousand people, and uh, there were twenty five hardcore activists from moving here from Hawaii, uh, Seattle, um, Virginia, Washington, and uh, so twenty five hardcore activists in a town of a thousand people is going to make a difference. You're damn right it will. And you're somebody. Are you a uh, New Hampshire native? In Grafton, it already is. I am a New Hampshire native, yes. So so you are feeling pretty excited, pretty positive about the idea of the Free State Project, which for our new listeners is a movement of thousands of liberty-loving individuals moving to New Hampshire to get active for liberty. This is uh, this is something you think is a good thing, then? Well, I've started oh, – I've been elected on the planning board in a town that has no building regulations and <laughs> very, very little uh, – very little regulations – and um, I'm looking out there um, when I'm speaking out against the entire process, and there's five people there smiling and, you know, boosting my ego every time I question the, the value of the system. Excellent. So would you encourage more people to join the Free State Project and come to New Hampshire? It's going to make a difference, and it already is. Right, because um, let me tell you the uh, suggestion. I, I know Tomas had the best of intentions with his call earlier, but the suggestion that, oh, what you need to do is just throw all your money behind whoever's running against the incumbent, and that'll help solve the problem in Washington. I'm sorry. I've that's tried not that. Going I, to I, I, I have, and I just don't see Washington changing. I think Washington's a lost cause. Yeah, I agree. Washington, D.C. is a lost cause, and when I called John Sununu, the supposedly most libertarian senator, mm-hmm. and they told me, I asked whether he was going to vote for the package, and he, they, they said, uh, well, he's going to work in the code word, bipartisan manner. I said, oh, so he's going to be working along with Nancy Pelosi to save the economy. And you know what they did? They hung up on me. Figures. Thanks, Brian, Ken, for the call Ken tonight. Ken Levins mm-hmm. is on the uh, ballot. He's a libertarian. Very so. good. Well, there are libertarians all across the ballot all around the country. And, you know, if you can't get to New Hampshire, then you can always try voting for them. It's probably not going to do very much, but it doesn't hurt. Thanks for the call, dude. Appreciate it. 800-259. It won't do any good in the other 49 states. Yeah. 1-800-259-9231. I may very well. I just don't know what I'm going to do. I guess I'm going to vote for Ken Blevins for Senate because I cannot support a man who would steal $700 billion from the American people and put it in the pockets of rich bankers and foreign investors. Let's continue here and talk to Bill in Indianapolis listening to WXNT. Hello, Bill. Bill? Indy? Going once? Bill in Indy? Going twice? Let's try a different Indianapolis person. Dave, listening to WXNT, you are on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Dave. Do you guys see any black helicopters yet? Uh, no, it's too dark out right now. I can't see anything. All right, all right. Seriously, look. I can defend at least two Republicans here in Indiana that, for two reasons, they voted against this uh, rescue plan bail or whatever. And they are both fair, ta- or, uh, fair tax proponents. Mike Pence and Dan Burton. Dan's been there a long time, but... Dan still has some fathom of uh, thought of what it means to be a Republican, and and Mike is a pretty strong leader, and he actually showed a little bit of leadership as opposed to the official leader in the minority, John Boehner. So, uh, and and when Lou called up, and he wanted to start blaming Wall Street like everybody's doing, and, and the greed, and he wanted to blame the private sector. I was hoping you guys would remind that moron, okay, that it was the Clinton administration that threatened these financial institutions if they didn't make bad loans, meaning if they didn't loan people money the way they would loan their own money, that they were going to be penalized. It's always, every time somebody points to the private sector and greed, 
that's all. That'll be that'll be like a red flag. Well, I, I agree with you. I agree with you that the uh, Democrats and uh, Clinton are complicit in this. I just don't think that they're entirely complicit. I feel the Republicans are equally complicit. That you know, when Ron Paul gets up there and he talks about how we need to do away with the Federal Reserve, the Republicans laugh at him too. I mean, well. Yep. But see, Ron, Ron knows a lot about being a Republican, and some of those guys who claim to be Republicans probably should join the other party. I, haven't seen, Pence, I haven't seen Pence voting with Ron Paul on uh, getting rid of the Federal Reserve. Ron Paul is usually the only guy in Congress that I votes against Jeff Flake, like who is, uh, well, you know. Hey, I can, I can give you what I've got. Ron's I... only problem, and we've disagreed on this on air before, you and I, is the foreign policy deal. You got to go kill. You mean the, the pro- wait a minute? You mean you the got to kill people? You mean his his problem is that he believes in freedom and that you should be able to keep the money you earn and decide what to do with it? That's his problem? No, he doesn't believe in going after people that would otherwise come into this country and fly planes. No, I think what he I believes agree with you, but what he would probably say to that is that the reason that they would come into this country and fly planes into buildings is because of the foreign policy that we that this country, not we, the American people, but this country has had prior to that. Do you think it's fair that the American people that those three thousand people died when it's really the, the politicians that made a bunch of foreign policy decisions well you'd have to be pretty specific the one policy decision they could uh you know they could pull back right now was subsidizing you know these countries wherever they are like saudi arabia um well i'll, well, okay. I'll tell you specifically just, I mean, you know, specifically what I, I i think that the problem is is that uh we have troops supporting uh the former king fad and the current king hassan of uh saudi arabia and i think that osama bin laden who is a half brother of this king hassan probably imagines himself to be the the sheik or the king or the 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 whatever you know. of saudi arabia wishes that he was and he's upset that the american troops are supporting this other guy in some a king. American troops supporting a king. Granted, granted, these guys aren't Boy Scouts, but why they're probably still where they are and why the troops are probably still where they are is because they might be bad guys, but they're respecting the borders right now. Right. So so, so what our State Department and what our um, Department of Defense are doing is they're saying, well, we'll do deals with the devil as long as they do what we want for now. In the same way that we're fighting, um, we were uh, fighting Hus- uh, Hussein now, we were supporting him 20 years ago. We were supporting Osama bin Laden. He was on the CIA payroll. Yeah. These same people that we're supporting today are going to turn around and stab us in the back. Dave, you're a Republican. Well, now, as a Republican, don't you think that, I mean, are Republicans all in favor of, like, the Founding Fathers and the Constitution and stuff like that? Or is that just thrown out the them. window these days? The ones that, the ones that uh, yeah, some of them are. There's a lot of people that How claim to be Republicans. How about you, Dave? How about you? Well, be specific. What, what, what Do you believe about? that when Thomas Jefferson said that um, a standing army is dangerous to the freedom of the American people, do you believe that he was just an idiot? Okay, I understand that, but you. But let me let me add to this. There is a reason why they sent uh, back then a fledgling na- naval force over uh, oh, to the Middle East because Good job. the uh, excellent Barbary. You, you, you did Barbary an excellent job with that. I'm going to give you a gold star. You 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 picked Thomas Jefferson's worst moment when he uh, sent when he <laughs> sent uh, troops over to Tripoli without consulting Congress, without getting a declaration of war while they were um, out of session. Now, as far as I'm concerned, if George Bush would have got a declaration of war, he would have done what the Congress had said. However, there's a standing army, and when there's a tool around, a man wants to use it. When he has a hammer, everything looks like a nail. And well, to we Thomas Jefferson, right the fledgling Navy looked like a, ta- a hammer. Fascism. 
Right. I, I guess you just kind of gloss over the fact that the U.S. government has been meddling in these countries' affairs for decades upon decades, and that's why you have this uh, this threat that you're so afraid of. But I have well, to say, sir, really, do you think the threat's real? Do you really believe that it's real? And do you really believe the government is the entity that's keeping you safe from the threat of Islamofascism? As long as they're stacking up al-Qaeda-like firewood, I think that's a plus. Uh, it's it's hard for me to uh, be upset about uh, people, you know, terrorists dying. However, it I know that when uh, when you know, when these bombs are dropped, that sometimes they're dropped on weddings and sometimes they're dropped on aspirin factories, and well, that's you know what, what bothers I think me. I'm batting average over anybody over there. What's what? that? I'll you, take our batting average over anybody over batting there. Batting average. You know you're talking about human lives. Right. I mean, what yeah, if your mom what if your mom was the yeah. what if your mom it's was the one out of a thousand that died? Do you think it'd make you mad? Well, my mom's not brown, Mark. Thanks for the call, Dave. 800-259-9231. It's not bigotry. It's just he's not walking a mile in that guy's shoes. I think those it is bigotry. Those they people's don't think... families mean just as much to them as you right. do. When I look at Jack and but... I love that little six-month-old boy, they have a six-month-old boy, too. And when he, when they find him blown but to pieces in the wreckage... To people like Dave, they're lesser people. Uh, hour two's on the way. One of the bonuses you'll get as a Free Talk Live amplifier is access to our classic archives. For just $3 a month, you can become an amplifier, and you'll help us get on more radio stations and MP3 players. Get the details at amp.freetalklive.com. That's amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It is the live Saturday edition of the program, and you can bring up whatever you want just by dialing the toll-free number brought to you by SACL CAI, 1-800-259-9231. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site we give away, so enjoy those on us. In fact, uh, we give away a bunch of archives for free, unlike those other talk shows that want to charge you for their sites. Not only do we give away some archives, we give away a uh, we give away a lot of archives. An entire year's worth of the show front page of the website just released the torrent for last month today, so you can download the entire month of September in one fell swoop. Head over to freetalklive.com and click. They're yours for free. We continue with your calls, ladies first. April, listening to uh, in Canada. April, you're on Free Talk Live. Doing. Hello. What's on your mind? Yes. You're on the air. Can you hear me? Yes, April, go ahead. Great. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. I was just wondering, I was um, trying to find some information about the um, the European Central Bank, the ECB. I was having a little uh, discussion, like I do oftentimes at work, with somebody from Germany who um, is completely positive that it is entirely owned by the EU. So hmm. uh, I was trying to find some, and the EU, he he really couldn't explain what he meant because I said, well, it's owned by the EU. It's not owned by the ground. You know, it's owned by somebody. It's like, no, it's owned by the government. So I did, uh, I did some investigating, and it's very, very, very difficult to find any information besides the official information about the ECB and uh, on its own sites and on other sites. But um, I basically I did find something that said that the ECB is owned by uh, all the central banks of all the countries in the EU who are involved at the moment with the ECB. And okay. that makes them central banks, and that makes them privately owned. Right. And um, I was just wondering if you guys have any information about the ECB at all, and if you've heard anything about it um, having financial ties to the uh, privately owned U.S. banks. 
Uh, you know, I don't know. It's a good question, but I don't really know if it matters. I mean, whether it's privately run or run by the government itself, it doesn't really matter to me. As long as it's performing the terrible role that most central banks perform, and that is it, the, inflating it's a, it, the money supply. It's, a, it's more of a conflict of interest. Um, I, it being if it's private? By private it's yeah, in my opinion. I don't think it really matters. I mean, either way, they're going to be so. The, the main purpose of the central bank is to keep the government's uh, plot afloat. Basically, if the government, for instance, uh, doesn't, it can't get loans from elsewhere. The central bank steps in and and gives it the loans it, it needs. Uh, if the the other thing the central bank does is it it you know it controls the issuance of the currency. And if the government needs more currency in the market, as the uh, the American government has decided it it wants uh, with a seven hundred billion dollar bailout. The the central bank steps right up and does what it's told to do. So it doesn't really seem to me to matter who's pulling the strings. The problem is the central bank and the concept of a central bank in the first place. I mean, we, we talk about on this program frequently how centralization is a bad thing because of inefficiency. There's no competition. There is competition between central banks, but that's not really saying very much. Well, you pretty much have to go to another geographic area in order to um, benefit from well, that. Well, and it, won't, it doesn't matter because what, we, what somebody touched on, I think, earlier this week was well, the uh, the U.S. dollar lost some value as they inflated the currency so much. So now the other dollars are losing. Uh, the other uh, currencies around the world are also losing value, and they're catching up basically, or falling uh, down toward the uh, the U.S. dollar because well, they they saw that the U.S. central bank was printing up a whole bunch of money, so they figured, well, hey, well now we can print some more money over here. So really. It's not that much of a mitigating factor, and all fiat currencies fail eventually. So the problem is the central bank, not who owns the central bank. What, what we really need to see, whether it's in, in the EU or, or in America or wherever, is the abolition of the central bank and allowing the marketplace to come up with whatever currencies the marketplace deems most effective based what, on what a competitive basis. What I think is very basis. important, though, is that people – the problem is that, like talking to this guy who went to school for two years for economics, so he should know a lot more than I do, and it just it goes to show you that he was in Germany in a good school, and uh, they I, I mean they'll never mention the you know the fine print when it comes to who owns what and who controls what. No, He's just it, a good citizen. And the thing is that people should just have the, the basic concept that banks are privately owned. This is something that I just can't get my head around. I mean, there are never debates about it. It's never mentioned. It's almost impossible to find information online, except in the U.S., because there's so many millions of people who are now in tune with the reality of the central bank being a private entity. I don't think there's a problem, though, with banks being privately owned absent the central bank paradigm that we have. So if we didn't have the government or if we didn't have these central banks with the authority to print money from thin right. air and, and force everybody at the point, you know, the threat of governmental violence to accept the money, it's called legal tender. Uh, if they didn't have all those benefits that the government confers upon them, then there'd be no problem with having privately run banks because then they would just be other they would just be businesses being privately run in the marketplace and people would be free to choose to or not to do business with those. I think you can convince people you can convince people a little more easily that uh, that there's a, that there's a fox in the hen house when the central banks are owned privately and they didn't know it that uh, there's that there's private bankers in for profit in the creation of our currency and the currencies around yeah. the world I think you can convince people a little quicker that there's a fox in I, the I think hen, you might be house. right about that but I wouldn't be surprised April about people's economic ignorance their financial uh, their lack of financial intelligence after all they did most of them go to government schools to learn about economics and yeah, that, that was a point. I mean, I told him it's really it's all nice and good that 
you went to banking school, so to speak, but they're not going to tell you anything that they don't want you to know. You know, I, yeah, I found true. basically I found uh, five banks on earth that are not um, privately owned central banks. Basically, in China, in North Korea, and Iran. Cuba, and there was one more, and I just found that. But that doesn't mean that, that doesn't mean that those situations are better. I mean, China, <laughs> North Korea, these are not Cuba. these are not shining stars. That's for sure. I thank you for the call, April. Appreciate hearing from you at eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. The it problem- does go to show why um, one of the reasons why they're so out of uh, uh, you know why why they're so out of favor with the governments around the world though. Oh, because they are government run central banks. That's right. an interesting point. So the problem is the central One banks. Of the reasons. I'm not saying that they treat their c- citizens well in North Korea. It's not the ownership. It's the central banks themselves. It's a bad idea. It aggregates power, consolidates power. And essentially, as uh, you were talking about earlier, the Thomas Jefferson quote points out that if the American people were to ever allow the, the banks to print the money... <laughs> then it will deprive the people then of all their screwed. property, and their children will wake up homeless on the continent their fathers conquered. And he didn't mean overnight. This is a long, time-consuming process that we're just now, you know, we're starting to feel some of the ramifications of here. Oh, well, it was started in 1913 with the crea- yeah. creation of the Federal Reserve. Uh, Andrew Jackson, our seventh president, worked very, very hard to get metal-backed currency back, you know, real value in our money, uh, you know, backed by the government. And the problem is, is that when you let the government do this, the people that have control and have power, not just the politicians, but the people that give the politicians money to get elected, they want very badly to control the issuance of money. That's why they do it in every country around the world. Because, uh, uh, was it Rockefeller who said, you know, I don't care what the country's laws are as long as I control the printing of the money. Right, it doesn't matter who's uh, who's been elected, it doesn't matter anything, a one whit what is going on in D.C., because if you are printing the money, you control everything that goes on in D.C. You are at the head of the table. Absolutely true. And the the fact is, the private banks and from the federal uh, from the Federal Reserve, uh, Morgan Chase, and I I can't even remember them all. I should get a list right up here in front of me. But um, those those banks, they control. Everything in America. Right. The central bank is one of the keys to tyranny, really, because if the government didn't have a central bank and there and there still was a government, but they didn't have a central bank, they would have to rely on taxes in order to fund all of their nastiness that they want to do. And if taxpayers said, if people said, well, no, we don't want to go and invade that country over there, whatever the country might be, we don't want to go and invade that country. So we are not going to pay taxes. Well, that would be it. The government would not be able to raise the money it would want to go and bomb people and do evil things. But with the central bank, it doesn't matter if you don't pay taxes, because then the government can just go to their buddies at the central bank and say, hey, we'd like to go bomb some countries over here. Do you mind giving us a big loan? Sure, no problem. Turn on the printing presses, and there you go. You've got yourself a war. You have yourself a military-industrial complex funded at its heart by the central bank and the issuance of fiat currency, money that's not backed by anything. This is why we're in the situation we are today. This is why this is, everything is such a mess. It's because of the central bank. It allows the government to go and go crazy and do anything that it wants to do, regardless of what the people think. As we saw this week, the government obviously doesn't give a flip what the so-called people think. It's all about them, not you. It's Free Talk Live. More on the way. You take control. 800-259-9231. 
is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything. It's the live Saturday edition, toll-free, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. And it's Ian here with you tonight. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features are free, so enjoy those, including the Shrine of Female listeners, the dozens of ladies who've taken the time to send us their validated photos. Uh, So head over to shrine.freetalklive.com and see what that's all about. And if you are a lady listener, you're invited to join. All the details are there at shrine.freetalklive.com. I've been taking this diet pill, DEXC20, for, I think... Two months now, and I've I I haven't weighed myself in a couple few weeks, but uh, I the last time I weighed myself I'd lost five pounds, and it's probably been two or three weeks since then. However, today a monumentous occasion occurred. Uh, I put on a pair of pants that I hadn't been able to button for you know I, I don't know how long. The last time I tried them on, I couldn't button them. Today I put them on, and you know I, I wouldn't say that they're not tight, but I can put them on, and I'm not going to break the button on them. And I'm really happy about it. I'm proud. And I accredit it all to this diet supplement, DEXC20. It's the only thing you changed, right? It's the only thing I've changed. I haven't uh, exercised. I haven't uh, changed my diet in any way. Uh, It doesn't give me the jitters like so many of those diet pills do. You can get it at Walgreens. It's in the um, CVS, GNC. It's in the gold box, DEXC20. To your phone calls, we go to Stephen in Colorado. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Stephen. Well, first you were uh, uh, broadcasting in a small station in Florida, and then you then you went uh, national, then international, and now interplanetary. What does that um, mean? Because apparently Lou was calling from Mars. <laughs> uh, yeah, because uh, he's talking about all, all this deregulation, and if you actually tracked government regulation from the uh, late 1800s, about the 1890s or so, it would be a constant line going up. Sure. There have never been more regulations in the history of this country than there are right now. And it has, it, every single, every year, every week, there are more regulations than last week. And you can count on there being more regulations next week than there were last week. Now, this isn't why I called, but I just wanted to touch on this really quickly, because what yeah. I did call about, I think, is very serious. And I, I, I want to talk about that okay. more than this. Um, Ian, you made a, a very, very good point when you said that it is these large companies that are calling for these regulations, and that, that's an excellent point. There is a communist historian named Gabriel Kolko who wrote a book called The Triumph of Conservatism, where he showed that what you said was exactly true. Um, these regulations are started by these uh, <clears throat> large corporations, and the reason why is this guy Lou was talking about, oh, I'm this economist or whatever. Well, then he should know that because of the economic concept of economies of scale, these large companies can afford the regulations. They can hire the $1,500 an hour lawyers to worm around the regulations, whereas their smaller competitors cannot. Right. So then you sure. don't what you don't have is you don't have smaller investment co- banks coming in offering better service and more transparency right. to their customers. And Lou doesn't right. have an answer to that point because it's a great point. It is uh, and it happens not just at the, you know, the federal level, it also happens at your local plumbing board. I mean, the various right. different regulatory agencies in your local area are usually are usually uh, run by the business owners that have been in the business yep. for the longest time and they create new regulations that keep new people out 
out of the business. They make it so oh, yeah. the uh, the bar is raised so high that anybody who's brand new who wants to, for instance, become a plumber has to go and jump through all these hoops that have been put up for him to jump through in order to get into yeah. enter into the market. And this is the way government works. It, again, it allows people who are in search of power to wield that power to reward their friends and punish their enemies. And then Lou doesn't have, people like Lou, they don't have a solution beyond, well, we just have to elect the right people and that'll solve the problem. I mean, oh, yeah. it's crazy well, to believe that will well, Americans have been thinking they've been electing the right people since they've been voting. And I, I've got to say, it's not that I don't love America. It's not that I don't think that the, the Democratic Republic is superior to many other forms of government that currently exist. I just think that any government grows. And the mm-hmm. fact is, we need small government in order to have freedom. You cannot have freedom you can't have with a government large government. And have freedom. I, I, I'll right. have to disagree with well, you on that. But let's go on with your, your second point. Okay. Well, I just wanted to say really briefly, Colco in his book actually showed huge ads from Armour and uh, Hormel uh, meatpacking companies where they said, yes, please, let's have these regulations because we want safe meat, <laughs> things like this. Um, but anyway, yeah. my larger point was, uh, if not now, when? And what I'm referring to is, I'm like you, uh, I don't want violent revolution, but at some point, I think if it keeps going the way it's going, that time might come. Well, I, I think and the I time may come. When I'm that, never going to advocate line... for it. I'm sorry? I think that time may come. I'm never going to get on the radio and advocate for it. Right. I, I just wonder when that line in the sand is... I don't know if anybody really knows what that line in the sand is. I would like to say it's probably when they go after my girlfriend or something like that. If they, uh, yeah. you know, if they want to hurt her or something like that, that would be a line in the sand. But I think we need to tr- to exhaust all possible uh, peaceful solutions, and that includes tremendous amounts of non-cooperation and civil disobedience, which are not are not being done today. So until yeah. we've actually had, you know, some time put in, some effort put in into the realm of non-cooperation to try and other things as as well uh, to mm-hmm. you know creating alternatives to the government uh, competitive alternatives competing pr- uh, protection systems competing road repair competing uh, banking industries uh, until we have the uh, until we've gone and exhausted all of these peaceful solutions I think that we need to stay on the peaceful road right picking up an AK-47 that you've got buried in the backyard and uh, you know the, the hoarded solid gold Krugerrands that's the mm-hmm. easy way to have a revolution that's the lazy man's revolution and the, the, problem, the hard right. way to do it is to think of alternatives to the government government to supply people's needs uh, you know with voluntary solutions that's something that's much more difficult right and if there's no and thank you for the call tonight I appreciate hearing okay. from you if there is no uh, intellectual component then you are going to have a revolution and that is not what I want I'm, I'm not interested in revolving and going back around to the beginning and starting it all over again right because if, if men with guns uh, overthrow the government then the guy with the most guns is the one who's going to be in charge yep. at the end of it now maybe he'll set up something really great like a democratic republic and we'll be back in the same boat that we were in three or whatever. What I would prefer to see is an evolution of, man, of the, the next great step in mankind's evolution, and that is man coming to understand that they should leave their neighbors alone. Let them be free to live their lives how they want to. Let's get to the point where we understand that we don't need to be aggressing against our neighbors and trying to force them to live their lives however we think best for them to live their lives. Let's get to that uh, educational paradigm shift that's necessary in order for people 
people to say, huh, this government idea has been a big scam. It's been the greatest uh, criminal enterprise ever known to man. It really, I mean, I can't say very many good things about well, government, but I will give them credit where credit is I due. It is the most brilliant scam ever invented. I think that, uh, you know, the fact is that we're governed by all kinds of things. I'm governed by the insurance contracts that I've signed. I'm governed by the uh, the, the banking contracts that I've signed. But I've signed all those voluntarily. Right. I, 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 this is an authoritarian model of government. It's an in external the way control. They, in the way that they, um, you know, Congress voted to take away $700 billion from me and my friends and give it to them and their friends um, and their foreign investors and the people that, uh, uh, that they roll the logs for and uh, pad the pork barrel for. That is, you know, that's that that's the disgusting part. I I don't have a choice there. That's the authoritarian model of government. I choose all kinds of governing. The fact is, I'm in a relationship. That's self governance versus right. external authoritarian government. I do whatever my wife says, but I could leave if I wanted to. Yes, exactly. All right, we continue here. Or at your least calls. I could separate the, uh, the the annul the relationship, and then we'd split the land. You got a bunch of dudes on the line, including two Bills, a Dave and a Stephen, as well as a Tim. So, ladies, if you call in. You get on first. 1-800-259-9231. It is the live Saturday edition of Free Talk Live. With your help, we can spread the message of liberty around the world. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month now at amp.freetalklive.com. If you can't afford it, keep enjoying us for free. If you can spare the three, visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live, the live Saturday edition. You can take control of the airwaves. Just dial toll-free to 1-800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site we give away, so enjoy those, including the bulletin board system. You can get interactive with over 400,000 posts. There's a lot to talk about there, and it's all totally free. So enjoy it on us at freetalklive.com. And actually, you can just go to bbs.freetalklive.com. That'll get you right to the BBS. And do you want to easily update the look of those old cabinets or that old set of drawers? Well, innerknobs.com offers a wide variety of knobs and pulls for every taste and budget. Save 10% on your order by using the code FTL at checkout. That's innerknobs.com, I-N-T-E-R-K-N-O-B-S.com. Use the code FTL to save 10%. And see their banner on our website at freetalklive.com. Mark, you've got some inner knob stuff in your house. How's it working out? Well, you know, they're, they're knobs, they're faucets, uh, you know, sinks. They're, they they're turn. Doing, they, they look good. Yeah, they, they, they look great. <laughs> That's good. We continue with your calls here, and we they, talk. The fact is, they were low-priced, and the customer service was great. We talked to Bill listening to WXNT in Indianapolis. Bill, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, sorry about earlier. I, oh, yeah, cell phones, those things happen. What's on your mind, Bill? Um, I, I'm in favor of it myself. The rec, uh, rescue package, the bailout, know, the like 700 billion. You're in favor of printing out 700 billion dollars and inflating the uh, the money supply. Well, exactly. And my argument for that would be uh, the gal, especially down in Texas. I think her name was Dana, mm-hmm. and she was all against Wall Street. And I bet you she would be the first person to stand in line if her bank failed and she had a couple hundred k in there. She'd want that FDIC to kick in. I'm sure she would. Well, we we live in a system in which the FDIC is the only form of well, insurance. These were investments. These weren't bank accounts. Like, there's a difference between putting your money into a bank account and putting your money into an investment. No, Do you want? To... No, you're still. You're uh, sorry, but you're still taking a chance on your bank failing. 
I agree with you uh, that that's that's true, and I you know what I'd rather have my bank have a chance of my bank failing than um, to have the government involved in banking. However, I think my opinion's a little more educated um, than you know a lot of people's, and I understand where you're coming from. But I think that the average American sees a difference. Those investment bankers could have put their money in a bank account and gotten two or three or four percent in a money market or IRA or whatever. But what they decided to do instead was um, invest in mortgages, and they decided decided to invest in some of the more risky mortgages, these subprimes. And m- the vast majority of subprime mortgages, by the way, are being paid. However, some of them have failed. They're not as, uh, you know, ob- they're not as prime as prime mortgages. You, you do understand, Bill, this can't go on forever, right? This is just staving off the inevitable crash and making the inevitable much worse when it actually comes. Well, we'll probably have to bail bail out. <laughs> there I go again. Um, rescue other people and other things. I mean, you know, another seven hundred billion will be there, but in about eighteen months or so. But if you okay, what happens if you if you don't bail it out? What happens? Does it all collapse? Well, likely there'll be some uh, there'll, there'll be a sharp correction. Absolutely true, and that correction will probably last uh, eighteen months or so. However, I'm telling you, there's going to be a sharp correction anyway somewhere down the line, and we're forestalling that correction, and that correction is going to last a decade. Okay. Okay, that could be. Okay. Well, I love your show, guys. Thanks, thank you. Bill. I, you, you can't okay. just, thank you for the call. You can't just print out a bunch of money and expect no consequences to come from that. I mean, the very first of all, as we pointed out over the past week or so, or two weeks, it seems like we've been talking about this forever uh, on this program. The fiat money system cannot last forever. Now, they may have an ace up their sleeve in the form of the Amero, the idea that they might just come out with a brand new currency to replace the U.S. dollar with, should the dollar continue to... Of course, that currency will be accepted in three countries, and it'll uh, more closely link us to our neighbors to the north and the south, essentially making a North American American Union. Union, Right, which is not good either. I'm not saying I know for sure that this is going to happen, but there's certainly been some rumblings of it, and uh, a lot of people are very upset about the idea. It, It really, it makes total sense as a backup plan to fall back to in the event of for whenever the dollar really starts to tank. I think that's a very realistic possibility because they're not going to just let it all fall and crash and burn. They're going to do everything they can to uh, inject as much artificial life into this artificial system as they possibly can. I agree. And that may be the final, uh, the final step in that path. 1-800-259-9231 is the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can bring up anything, and we go to a different bill. This one's in Oklahoma. Bill, you're on Free Talk Live. Good evening, gentlemen. Hey, Bill. What's on your mind tonight? Well, um, just uh, what I find very, um, I guess, discouraging in this whole mess is the fact that uh, uh, nobody wants to talk about how easy it is to fix this problem that we have. Yes, we have government wanting to, uh, to print out $700 billion, and from the looks of it, uh, the companies are wanting more, so un- undoubtedly there's going to be more money pressed before it's over with. Mm-hmm. Um, nobody wants to talk about how easy it would be just to go and put some value on the, da- on the dollar. By that, I mean uh, putting it on the gold standard or some precious metal standard. How, w- how easy um, would it be to convert the dollar yeah, into I don't know a, if that would be easy. <laughs> into a uh, you know value-backed currency. Well, I mean, you, you're going to have to take into consideration of, of the surplus of, of the dollars already in circulation. But obviously, you wouldn't have to keep you wouldn't have to keep pumping more money more funny money out into the, into the economy, uh, causing a hyperinflation. Um, 
I don't and, think the solution is to is to reconvert the central bank is is to reconvert U.S. dollars. I back think that to at this point the government, um, the United States government has shown shown throughout its history, and by the way, all the governments do this, have shown throughout their histories that whenever they do return to uh, value, that's you know that the people rise up enough and they they back their currency with value, that they will at inevitably succumb to the bankers at some point and go back to a fiat currency. I think that government gets an F. And that's it. They failed. So let's move on and allow people to do business amongst themselves without governments issuing currency. One of the biggest problems in the, in the realm of doing business with an alternative currency is, number one, we do have the government out there stealing alternative currencies that pop up. The Liberty Dollar had its offices raided last year in November, and they had all of their precious metals stolen from them. So that's one problem that we have to overcome. Uh, and then the other thing is the, the legal tender laws that say that... That if you uh, if there's a debt owed in this country, that the person who is the creditor has to accept Federal Reserve notes. That's not uh, really as an enforced. It's not really an enforced law, though. But that's because there's nothing. There's nobody else out there trying to pay off their debts with anything else besides dollars. It's it's so effective they don't have to enforce it. But all of a sudden, Mark, if you came out with the the Mark Euro or something like that, the, the you know the Mark for lack of a better term. I'd call and it, it was the fabulous. The fab. <laughs> and if it was backed by a real value and people started to say, business owners started to say, well, you know, I really like that fab. I think I'm only going to accept that as far as uh, you want to buy stuff at my business. I'll only take the fab. It's really great. It's fab. Uh, well, then all of a sudden, you'd all of a sudden get a visit from the Treasury Department or whoever saying, whoa, wait a minute, you're here in the United States. We've got rules. We've got laws. These laws say you've got to accept Federal Reserve notes if you want to do business around here. And if you don't accept the Federal Reserve notes, we're throwing your ass in the prison cell. There's plenty of countries that used to take the uh, the dollar, that were very happy to take the dollar for oil and other kinds of trade, that are currently saying, you know what, we're going to start doing business in euros. It's well, happening. The, the other question that I had was uh, leading to this one. What happens when uh, the stuff of value is depleted, like gold, for instance? Uh, Poland's got 25% of the silver reserves. What if we deplete all that? Then good, what do we back the dollar Good question. On? You, can, you, you can still back the dollar with Let's gold Let's stop and calling it the dollar. <laughs> okay. <laughs> because the, you the know, money. The, or the fab. Um, the, the, you know, this, this private currency could be anything. I mean, if you can – the fact is, if you got right now, somebody gave you a commodity slip that was good for 10,000 pork bellies, don't you think that's worth something? But wait a minute. It's not the, it's, I don't think that's the best answer, Mark. I think the best answer is that scarcity is what helps create value. That much if is true. Gold and silver were not scarce, they wouldn't be valuable. If you could go in your backyard and start digging up gold and silver right now, and so could everyone else, all of a sudden gold and silver wouldn't really be so great as a, as a currency. So the fact that gold and silver are finite is one of the things that contributes to its value. So if there's, a, there's, if there's not a lot out there, just the little bits that there would be would be worth more, if that makes any sense. And of course, there actually has to be some sort of use for these things, too. It's also valuable because you can use gold and silver in industrial applications, and people have a demand uh, for those products. So as long as there's a demand and as long as there's scarcity, you'll have valuable things. Thank you for the call, Bill. 800-259-9231. And that's my amateur economist uh, take on that. So if you know more, we'd love to hear from you at 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can bring up anything on this live Saturday edition of Free Talk Live.
Joe is Free Talk Live. It's the live Saturday edition. You can take control and bring up anything. Just dial 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It is Ian here with you. And Mark. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features are free. And enjoy those all for free on us. And if you like the show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, we need your vote. Uh, it's a monthly sort of a thing, an occurrence. Uh, you need to go once a month. If you like the show, help us out. Takes you less than a minute. Go to vote.freetalklive.com. Makes a big deal for, uh, difference for us because being number one at the Podcast Alley Top Ten chart, it just helps us because more people see the show, which means more people listen to the show. And it's impressive to our advertisers and to radio stations as well. Being number one in the world of podcasts actually helps us get on more radio stations because some radio programmers say, wow, that's pretty neat. People want to listen. Yeah. Somebody actually likes this show. Maybe I should listen to it. So your vote can really help us out. Please go to vote.freetalklive.com and take a moment. All you need is an email address. It won't be sold or spammed. It's just used for verification purposes. So head over to vote.freetalklive.com. Leave a comment if you would like. I I like reading the comments that people leave. They're so nice. People are so nice about this show. Some of them are kind of nasty, but most people are really, really nice. Anyway, Knob Creek Gun Range is something you also need to know about. It's going on. It's the world's largest machine gun shoot and military gun show. Going to be happening October 10th, 11th, and 12th. That's, I believe that's next weekend, right? It sounds right, yeah. As a matter of fact. Knob Creek Gun Range is fun for the whole family with machine guns and flamethrowers for rent, helicopter rides, and 800 tables showcasing handguns, rifles, shotguns, and more. Opens at 9 a.m., $10 per person. KNOBCreekRange.com. That's KnobCreekRange.com. If you're listening in Bowling Green right now. WKCT. Yeah, this is something worth seeing. Uh, When they have the the night shoot where they shoot 55-gallon metal drums with incendiary rounds and everything blows up yeah that's something to see i could try to uh to simulate what that might be like with my uh, sound effects here but it, re- it really wouldn't even come close like you gotta you know, see it just yeah, it's like that times a hundred or a thousand there's a lot of explosions anyway knobcreekrange.com you can see it at youtube too if you uh, want to see you know just a video of it let's continue with your calls uh, we will start things out here with i believe it's Tim is on the line. Oh, excuse me. Uh, yeah, Tim is on the line in Illinois. You're on Free Talk Live, Tim. Hey, what's going on, guys? Tim, what's on your mind tonight? Um, well, first off, I want to congratulate you guys on all of your great victories in New Hampshire. Thank you. Well, it's not... We it's don't not have great victories. victories. We're just, we are a part of a group. We hold a ra- uh, host a radio show, and uh, the, the people that are doing some really great activism here have done some wonderful things as uh, part of the Free State Project, and many of them are actually New Hampshire natives, but I thank you for that. Go ahead, sir. Right. Uh, it's making me want to move to New Hampshire more and more every day. Good. Um, also, I amped today. Excellent, sir. Thank you. Congratulations. And I want to tell I people you. out there that it is probably the easiest thing on earth to do. It takes like three minutes. It's all point and click, fill in a little bit of information, and you're done. So if anyone out there can spare the three, five, ten, twenty, I can only do the three this time. But um, if anyone out there can afford it, definitely do it. It's a great way to help Free Talk Live get out to more ears, get more people listening to the message of freedom and liberty. Uh, The AMP program, we'll tell you a little bit more about it later on tonight. So did you have anything else you wanted to discuss, Tim? No, that was really it, guys. Man, thank you for the call. We appreciate it. Thank you. We will keep up the, uh, the good work here because, hey, this is what I do. And we continue with, uh, this is Dave in Florida listening to WFTL. Dave, you're on Free Talk Live. How you doing, Ian? What's on your mind, Dave? I'm a little upset. I think it's a fine time to 
uh, audit the Federal Reserve, particularly the Bank of New York. What do you mean? I understand uh, $10 trillion or somewhere around that amount has vanished over the last 10 years. And I think it's time to pull an audit and see if they can find any bodies. I'd love to see it, but, uh, you know, I... I Who is I, the CEO of uh, the Treasury? Could you tell me that? Of the, uh, the Federal Reserve, rather. The Federal Reserve? I have no idea. Well, you mean the, 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 chairman, the, the chairman of the board there. Bernanke? No. No, he's he works it, for the uh, government, doesn't he? Federal Reserve is Bernanke. Treasurer, isn't that the Treasurer? It's a privately, the Federal Reserve is privately owned, and it's a group of 11 banks, but That's I understand true. it's a... But, so however... Goldman Sachs pulled the coup by them passing this bill. We lost our democracy, comrade. I, I, I agree with you on that. The, the Federal Reserve chairman is uh, Ben Bernanke, and he is appointed by the president. That's why the Federal Reserve is sort of this quasi-governmental agency. They don't have the uh, they don't have uh, they don't have to report in the same way that uh, you know many government agencies do. So, for instance, uh, USDA or something like that. But um, the president does appoint the uh, the chairman um, in the same way that um, you know he had uh, previously. This mortgage deal, the foreclosure. I can't understand. Uh, I understand. I heard of an economist with all the proper credentials, and he seemed to say that uh, they could buy every mortgage in the country for 120 billion dollars. Now, what's uh, they, up with the uh, 750? Well, there's uh, these uh, these these bankers. Oh, that's right. We have to make up for the leverage in the uh, the what's the, the what's the new terminology? Derivatives. Um, the, yeah, the derivative. That's the, it. Thank the, you. The bankers. Well, what they really would like is to to upgrade from a large yacht to an extra large yacht, <laughs> and somebody's got to pay for that crap, you know. Oh wow. Right. I, I wish they'd uh, audit the Federal Reserve, man. But what will happen? I mean, really, what would happen if I they? Think that would be good. I talking about the line in the sand. I, I figure it's going to be March or April. What do you think would happen though if they audited the Federal Reserve? Are you going to spank, you know, one of the, uh, the 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 member banks, bend them over and give them a good spanking? I mean, what are you going to do? I'd they, like to see the Federal Reserve audited. I'm with him. I don't know that. I don't know how much I'll it would do in the long run. You need to Wikipedia and let's see where all the uh, you know who got paid what as far as our legislature. You know, not everybody's watching American Idol, son. Yeah, yeah I, I think the, the 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 GAO um, is probably the only government agency out there that I have any warm place in my heart for, and I think that the uh, Government Accounting Office could do a reasonably good job. They would at least, if they didn't find everybody and throw everybody and throw every criminal in prison, they would at least find some of the bodies and there help throw a some of the criminals. There's a problem because there isn't any work, there isn't any jobs. Oh, I don't know about that. There's plenty well, of there's jobs. jobs just not paying what uh, you know what people are used to getting paid. Right, right. Dave, thanks for the call, I'm dude. Not here in Florida, buddy. Uh, well, I used to live down there, and there were some when there's I lived down there. There's always taxi cabs. I thank you, sir, for the call. 800-259-9231. So you audit the Pizza Federal delivery. Reserve, you find some people have been doing some naughty things, and then what? Tobacco and beer always does good in uh, in downtimes. So you so again then what do you do? So you found some uh, some naughty people doing naughty things at the Federal Reserve. What? Bring a couple of them up on some charges, make a big show that you're making a difference. Hey, hey, we're rearranging the Federal Reserve. It's the biggest reorganization of the financial system in this country in the last 50 years. Isn't that what they said about Homeland Security? It's the biggest reorganization of the security apparatus in this country the last 50 I'm not 50 saying years. it's going to fix the problem, right. Ian. I'm just saying that I'd like to see it. You, okay, you'll, you'll identify a few criminals, but then more criminals will replace them, right? As long as we have a Federal Reserve, yes. As long as the right. as matter, uh, sorry, I need to step back one more place from that. As long as the government controls the issuance of currency in this country or any country, um, you will see this same problem, problem will not be occurring solved. over and over and over again. Let's go to a financial expert, Jeremy in KGEZ land. You're on Free Talk Live. 
Hello, guys. I'm kidding hey, Jeremy. That, by the way. Go ahead, Jeremy. What's on your mind? Hey, I was thinking uh, one thing. I don't think it would... There's too many people medicated on fluoride and things like that to uh, wake up and do this. But one thing we can do is try to barter between each other for our basic needs, like your farmer's market and places like that. Is I agree good? with that. The more outside the system kind of activity that you can do, the better. Uh, some would call that agorism. Uh, some would call it the the gray market. Uh, I say it's just practical and it's good neighborly. Underground activity. Yeah, the more underground sales that you can make, the more underground services that you can purchase, I say the better. I'm with you 100% there. One other thing, uh, just... Isn't it kind of funny? All the countries, well, not really funny, but uh, the countries that we make war on are the ones that kick the central banks out of their country. Yeah, I mean, it's the one good thing that they've done. I, I you know, I, I wouldn't want to live in you Cuba. Know, on and on. It's, yeah, it's I wouldn't want to live in North Korea, that's for sure. Anyway, that's all I have, guys. Thanks, Jerry, Thank you, for Jeremy. the observations tonight, particularly coherent for his calls. Excellent. Excellent, sir. Thank you. 800-259-9231. You can bring up anything. We talk to Scott in New York. You're on Free Talk Live. Scott. Hello. What's on your mind tonight, Scott? Greetings, guys. I, I was listening, and uh, I'm a new listener, first-time caller. Uh, I think you guys are doing a great job, great topics. Uh, about the Federal Reserve, um, I'm trying to research some of the banks involved. I don't know if you guys have that information. I know... Uh, Chase Morgan and uh, Bank of America and Rothschilds of London. Yeah, I know those uh, three is, myself. Yeah, which is a foreign bank that is involved in the, you know, our money system, which is, you know, it's just a horrible system. And you, I know you guys are all over that, but it's also scary because I, I believe they are destroying it. And it's uh, and it is a deliberate act. I listened to you the other night. You said, uh, I don't know if you believe the economy was just just the flow of the economy but i mean i believe this is calculated i believe there is an end game i believe we are leading to uh, amaro and the north american union well it's not a, it's no random occurrence that the economy is the way it is uh, by the federal reserve's manipulation of various different financial factors they create uh, malinvestments in the marketplace and it's those malinvestments that uh, they should be allowed to right themselves. They should be allowed to correct themselves, but they're trying to put off those corrections, which could result in even more calamity down the line. Thanks for the call. Citigroup, J.P. Morgan Chase, and Bank of America, the big ones. You ever have one of those days where everything goes right? First, I get the best parking space at work. Tonight, I have a date with a very lovely Rachel. And today, I gave a killer presentation in Sydney, finalized a contract in London, and demoed our new product in Boston. Online, from my desk, with WebEx. WebEx lets me take meetings and give presentations from my desk. I just talk to clients on the phone, and they watch what's happening on my desktop from their desktop. So I can travel the world and still be here for my date tonight with Rachel. Travel less, meet online. Go to WebEx.com and try WebEx free. Just click the radio graphic and enter promo code 600 to get a free trial and a free webcam, too. Remember that code, 600, to qualify for the free webcam. WebEx, now part of Cisco and used by more than 5.5 million people every month. Give it a try, free. Go to WebEx.com and enter the promo code 600. W-E-B-E-X.com. Free webcams available while supplies last. Terms and restrictions apply. See website for details.
This is Free Talk Live. We're launching at hour number three of the program. It's the live Saturday edition. The toll-free number is 1-800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are totally free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. And you know email's not secure, but hey, privacy's dead anyway, right? Wrong. Introducing privacyharbor.com, an easy-to-use, secure email alternative. Sign up for a free account today. Privacyharbor.com, because normal email is not secure. 1-800-259-9231. Thank goodness people are tired of talking about this bailout thing. We can move on and talk about something else. Like jury duty. Ricardo emails. He says, guys, I wanted to share with you the story of the ridiculous quagmire I'm, I'm in right now dealing with the bureaucrats. When I went to college, I informed the local government, like a good little citizen, that I was going away to college and therefore would not be able to attend jury duty. When I finally – I would never have even thought to inform the government that I wouldn't be able to do jury duty if I was going to college. But he thought to do it, and he informed them of it. Anyway, when I finally finished college, I moved back to my home state, but a different city where I've been for about two months now. It should be noted that my parents no longer live at the residence that they did when I left for college. Last Monday, I received a phone call from the person who lives at their old address. She informed me that I had received an urgent letter from the county courthouse and asked for my mailing address to forward it. When I received it, it was a court summons to appear at court for missed jury duty. I was surprised, since I hadn't lived in the county for over seven years. And I had registered as a student, which in my mind meant that I shouldn't be required to fly across the country to attend it. When I, was call- uh, when I called into the bureaucracy, I was informed that, yes, they had received my letter saying that I was a student, and they had removed me from the jury duty pool. So you'd think, well, great, that's it. That's yeah, problem solved. However, after four years... They sent a letter to my address, his old address. Where his ask, parents no longer lived. Right. Asking me to renew my student status, which I never received since I didn't live at the address. The letter. According to their system, by not responding to a letter I never received, I reauthorized them to include me in the jury pool. Do you understand how this works? I understand how it works. I think it's incredibly stupid. This is the government system. If you don't respond to them, they believe that whatever they assert is the truth. It's absolute nuttiness. I mean, the idea that I could write a letter to you, Mark, and say, Well, uh, you owe me $1,000, Mark Edge. What do you say to that? And send it to your old address down in Sarasota, Florida. Don't get a response from you within 14 days. Now, all of a sudden, I've cured that. And you owe me $1,000? That's nutso. Nothing in the real world works that way, but the government legal land. And that's exactly their system. When they send you something and they say you either do this, this, or this, if you choose not to do one of those three things and you just ignore it, well, they have a system for that. that, that that's considered consenting to, their, the, to agreeing with the, their process. So if you don't say something to them and you don't know that they've sent you these things, I mean, it's just madness what's happening to this poor guy. There's more to the story. 
Have you ever tried to deal with bureaucracy? You want to share your story? 800-259-9231. But get, the rest, get a load of the rest of this year. So, uh, so four years, they sent this letter asking to renew the status. Since he didn't respond, they reauthorized him into the jury pool. He says, I wish I had the ability to do the same thing. Hey, guys, if you don't respond to this email, you accept you owe me a bajillion dollars. Anyway, I've been summoned to appear in court on Thursday. Showing up to court would mean about $1,000 in flight costs food, and housing. It would also mean missing at least two days of work. He doesn't live there anymore. Overall, this would cost me approximately three weeks of pay. And when you live paycheck to paycheck, as I do, it's simply not a possibility. I've made every effort to contact these people to explain my situation. You know, maybe kind of appeal to their humanity if yeah. they have any of it left. But once once you're uh, you know assigned to court, you've got essentially you've got to go, and uh, there's no explaining nothing right. to get their out pro- of it. Their process has begun, and it doesn't matter what you and say. And if you don't show, they're liable to put out a warrant for your arrest. Yes, exactly. Uh, over 15 phone calls he has made in the past five days, but of course they're always either out of the office or telling me to call afternoon when I call in the morning, and if I call afternoon. Then they say I need to call in the morning. Leave my name and phone number as they instruct. Obviously, that does nothing. So my options are as follows. Go into financial ruin, where I will be unable to pay rent. I'll get evicted if I'm ten days late. And food for the next several weeks. Or have a warrant issued for my arrest. All because I didn't respond to a letter that I never received. I would love to hear your thoughts and the thoughts of your listeners as to suggestions as to how to deal with these fascists without getting evicted or going to jail. If you've got some thoughts for Ricardo, 1-800-259-9231. Mark, what would you do? Um, a lawyer? <laughs> I mean, a, he can't afford to, he can't afford to take time off work. Well, uh, lawyers do actually take well. What, what's that have to t- take time? Oh, he can't afford to take the time off work, so therefore he doesn't have to the go money to jury get. duty. He'd have to travel. Lawyers and involves- are the only. Um, uh, career out there that really has, uh, you know, that they, they're sort of required to do work for free. You could ask one of them, um, look, this is my problem. I need some pro bono work. Um, you know, contact them. And There's no requirement for them to accept that, though. There isn't. You could tell them your your story if they'll listen. Okay, that's a possibility. I can pay you a very little or, you know, call it pro bono, whatever, man. I need some help. I don't have much money. That it'll, may- it'll beat the warrant and whatever you have to pay in the long run. Yeah, that's an idea, I suppose. I don't know. I, I guess if they put a warrant out for your arrest, is that going to carry over into the county where he lives? Sure it will. Really? Oh, sure man, it will. He's screwed then. I mean, what warrants can you do go everywhere. Here? I mean, if you call the lawyers up and they don't want to take your case because, hey, sorry, he's buddy. He's made 15 calls to the bureaucracy. I mean, yeah. it sounds to me like he's willing to put some time in. And if you contact enough lawyers, I think you really could get a little help. So you think the lawyer could take this and somehow get a settlement from the government to I think pay the lawyer them? could represent him um, and For say, look. For $200 an hour, right? Well, it, or however much they charge. It's not going to be cheap. Lawyer fees are not cheap. Not necessarily, but lawyers do have to. It, essentially, they're told it's, it's their ethics to do pro bono work. And this guy's like, look, I'm a student. I don't have the money. I simply can't pay. And they're going to throw me in jail for a jury summons that they sent to a house that I never, that I haven't lived at it's in their years. ethics? I thought lawyers do pro bono work to get publicity for their, uh, for their firm. It's part of their ethical swearing-in thing. Do you know more about this? Can you uh, give a suggestion here? 800-259-9231. We go to George in Indianapolis listening on Free Talk Live, or rather Indiana. George, you're on Free Talk Live. Yeah, you hear me? Yes, sir. Uh, listen, that guy that's got a problem with uh, 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 
that court system. He's in college, right? No, he's graduated. Uh, not, uh, yeah, he's not in college anymore. Well, he could probably find a paralegal in college that would love to take this on. You know, it would be a good lesson for them. And can a, probably get it for free. Can a paralegal represent him in court without him showing up? Oh, I don't know about that, but, you know, uh, it's worth a try. You have to be a member of the bar to uh, represent someone in court, from what I understand. Huh. But it's, you know, it's worth a try finding somebody in law school that would try it. Or, you know, law school wouldn't work either because they wouldn't, wouldn't be a member of the bar. Would they allow him, though, even if he hired in a lawyer, are, can a lawyer always go in and appear in place of his client? Or are there some circumstances wherein they actually, you know, if they've summoned him to come to court, is he going to have to go? The lawyer's going to have a much better chance. I think find that out from the prosecutor. The prosecutor may see this as ridiculous and... and no. <laughs> they don't even want to return his phone calls, so oh. good luck getting the prosecutor on the phone. Well, uh, Ian, you just have the um, you, you have a negative attitude about this because you know how bad things can be from news stories. I'm reading his story. From I understand, but however, sometimes these things turn out okay. Now, by okay, I mean he's had to do, he's had to put uh, you know several hours into finding you know talking to the bureaucracy, get hiring a lawyer, uh, you know going through that process. That's what I mean by okay. Okay means he just doesn't get a bench warrant, and the gu- judge lets the lawyer represent him. I've okay, had lawyers; uh, they've I, gone in without me and represented me. I've got something that I can tell you about after it's over with down in Tennessee that you guys will love to hear about. But I'll tell you what helped. I had the guy sit down and give me the entire story, and I wrote it out on a piece of paper. It was five pages long. He was able to hand it to his lawyer, and his lawyer just about flipped out, wanted to hire me to work for him. All I did was make the story understandable. Maybe this guy needs to write this down and send it to the prosecutor. Send it to the media, too. Yeah, that's a good point. Send it to the media. That would be a great idea. I thank you, George, for the call. More on the way. You can take control of the airwaves. Bring up whatever you want. It is the live Saturday edition of Free Talk Live. If you've got any suggestions for Ricardo and his situation, or you want to tell us your story of bureaucratic hell... This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything. Just dial the toll-free number 1-800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's the live Saturday edition of the program. Anna Dean here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features, they're free, including live streams, broadband version of the show, free. Dial-up version, free. Webcam, all free. Go to listen.freetalklive.com and join them on us. That's listen.freetalklive.com. DEX-C20 is a natural appetite suppressant, enabling people to eat less and still feel full. Users, users report they eat the same foods, they just eat less of them without feeling hunger. They also uh, report the feeling of more energy without the jitters. That's what's happening with me. I've been taking Dex C20 for a couple of months now, and it's working for me. Dex C20, you can get it at Walgreens, CVS, GNC, or go to diet.freetalklive.com. Let's continue and talk to Wesley, listening to WNTK-FM in New Hampshire. Wesley, you're on Free Talk Live. How's it going, guys? Hey there. What's on your mind tonight? Nothing. I just wanted to say, you know, to all the listeners, and just New Hampshire is a great place to live. You know, the economy here is good. It's I don't really see how bad it is here. Well, the yep. New Hampshire's economy is the strongest in the Northeast. That much I know. It's looking good. I mean, yep. people say can really they make can't. a difference. I people mean, say in other just, portions of uh, the country that they can't get jobs. Uh, up here in New Hampshire, I, I you know, I, I don't see that happen, being the truth. It's 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 amazing, like what you hear. I it, I, I don't see it. It's it's hard. 
Well, it's one of the be- one of the benefits of being here in New Hampshire is that the they, New Hampshire has the smallest governmental burden of any other uh, any of the fifty states, as I understand it. There are less bureaucrats per regular person here than anywhere else. Fewer, that's fewer bureaucrats, uh, and that's got to contribute to uh, to some economic benefit. Yeah, give, uh, Governor Lynch. He's you know he's all right. He's I like no, to see no, he's not all right. I mean, I mean, he could be he could be worse, but he's not yeah. all right. Uh, he's no, another no. big government uh, guy, and the yeah. New Hampshire. If it weren't for the Free State Project, uh, people coming in New Hampshire might be a little bit worse off today than uh, than it currently is. And ho- we That's just good we to hear. Is- I know. I, I mean, I work I work downtown Concord, and and it's, it's like an Obama parade today. It's like hmm. we need to get in front of the state house and just. People are ready. I mean, he's going to get another two years, so Governor Lynch, I mean. Likely. Well, I, we don't really need to get into uh, to local, local politics no. on this program. Anything else on your mind tonight? No, I just wanted to say, I mean, it's 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 a great place to stay. I agree with you. Thanks, Wesley, for the call. Agree. Appreciate hearing from you. 800-259-9231. It, it's, I mean, there are jobs anywhere, but there's certainly yep. jobs here. I'm in, a Florida boy, uh, born and raised in Sarasota, Florida, and... People complain about the snow and all that stuff, and I'm not saying that snow's the greatest thing in the world, but uh, it's amazing in the fall up here. Oh, the, yeah. You know, the trouble you deal with uh, during the winter, it seems to me uh, largely offset by the beauty that you get to see in the fall. And, uh, you know, spring's pretty, too. We have heaters, really. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. And the activism is the number one draw. I mean, you couldn't live in Florida without air conditioning. Don't tell me you couldn't live up north without, and you know, so you can't live up north without heaters. It's the same thing. All right, we continue here, and we talk to Jeff, listening to WTKG in Grand Rapids. Jeff, you're on Free Talk Live. Good evening. How are you guys tonight? Just great. What's on your mind tonight? Well, you guys are talking about bureaucracies, and I'm in the middle of dealing with one right now. Oh, dear. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Unemployment uh, Insurance Agency of Michigan. Basically, what happened was I had a disagreement with my boss and the way he did business, and uh, he fired me because of it. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, you go through the, the steps of filing for unemployment, and uh, after waiting six weeks to get uh, a determination on my case, I get, receive a letter, and the letter says, i read it verbatim, it says, you were fired for deliberate disregard of your employer's interest. And that's the reason that I'm not re- not. Uh, eligible for an insurance benefits. Hey, now, um, isn't this something that you pay into unemployment? You actually pay into, right? Well, it, oh, oh it, well, the, the employer and the employee, I believe. Yeah, the, the right. The employer pays essentially into it, but that's money that they're paying in order to employ you. So, if they didn't have to pay into it, they would likely pay you that. I mean, that's a va- that's that's an amount of right. money they're paying to get you to work for them. But that's a nice scam for the government, right? They get to have all these employers pay in all this money to this unemployment uh, company, as they call it, and then when it's time to uh, for one of the employees to collect, they can just arbitrarily say, "Well, eh, we're not going to give it to you." Right. If, if they could actually right. have competition in this arena, and other insurance companies could offer unemployment uh, insurance, but the fact is, the insurance industry is 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 hugely regulated on on a state level, from state to state, and they're likely not unable to do that at all. So basically, yeah. the thousands of dollars that were paid in on your behalf are now gone. You can't access them. It would have been far better off in your pocket to start with, right? Correct, but uh, you know now I'm now I'm in the process of pro- protesting their determination, and it's already been six weeks. 
Um, you know, I'm unemployed. I'm in Michigan, so I'm pretty sure everybody knows the state of Michigan is. Oh yeah, bad news. Got its own little recession going. Yeah. So finding another job is difficult. Having the money to go find a job is, you know, you got to have money to do that. Um, So now I'm protesting it. And the biggest thing is, is they won't tell me what my former employer is saying that I disregarded his interests. You know. Like I said, I got fired because we had a disagreement, and basically, it was basically a business business ethics disagreement, and he fired me. And uh, you know, I I can't get any answers from the unemployment agency. Why they, am I? Why you're not their people? client. I mean, they don't have any obligation to tell you anything. It's a government agency, right? So it, it's no skin off their back if you're an unsatisfied customer. You're not really their customer in the first place. Right. You're not really a customer when dealing with the with the government. Yeah, you're just it, a, a surf. And then in the meantime, you know, you've got rent. You know, I'm a, I'm a, just like a lot of Americans, paycheck to paycheck. Yeah. You know, uh, a little bit of savings that I've been living off of, it's just about gone. Yeah. Now I've got to wait for my protest to go through. You know, we're looking at, you know, a good two months, maybe more, before I even hear an answer. Living you know, on credit cards. Well, uh, thankfully, I've never had a credit card in my life. Wow. And. And I never really want one. I don't know if I've never trusted myself, or, <laughs> but uh, I've just never gone down that line. Um, I've always saved up whatever I wanted to buy. I've saved up, and I pay for it. That's the way to that's do what, it. It's great. That's what I've done with all my cars. You know, I, I don't own a house. I rent. But, uh, you know, it's just a catch-22. You know, you sit, you sit there, and like you say, this money's paid in on your behalf. And then when you go and you need it, it's nowhere to be found. And I'm not sure... You know what this what my previous employer told the uninsurance agency that has disqualified me for benefits. Where do you think you are, me. America, where you can face your accuser? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'd be uh, that'd be convenient, definitely. Wow, I, oh. you know, I wish I wish you good luck. I hope you can just go out and find some sort of a temporary job. Maybe it won't pay you as much as you need. I mean, certainly McDonald's has got to be hiring, right? Oh yeah, that's that's what I'm working on, and you know, even even that's a struggle because you know I, I've gone into restaurants and stuff, and you would not believe the you know everybody thinks that McDonald's and all uh, all these places are entry level jobs. Well, you've got plenty of older adults that are in those jobs because they need that money. You know, Interesting. so it's it's just you know I'm not gonna. Cry, cry to you, but it's just, I, the, uh, the rest of the world does not upsetting. know what it's like in, in uh, Michigan and some parts of Ohio. No, I certainly have no idea. I can only imagine. I wish you good luck, and I thank you for the call and the story tonight, sir. 800-259-9231 is the number. Imagine how much wealthier he might be if he didn't have to pay 15% of, you know, 15% of the money that the, the company was paying him went to Social Security. Another 30% went to income taxes, and then... Or he could get his own unemployment insurance. Who knows how much went to unemployment. All that money could have gone into his pocket. More on the way. It's Free Talk Live. Our archives, website, and podcast will continue to stay free, but if you think other people deserve to hear this show, consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month at amp.freetalklive.com. Help free some minds. Visit amp.freetalklive.com. Talk Live, you can bring up anything. Just dial toll-free 1-800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line. It is Ian here with you. And Mark. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features are free, so enjoy those, including the archives. If you missed a moment of the show, just click. They're yours. Back for an entire year on the front page of the website for free at freetalklive.com. 
The, uh, the IHS, the uh, Institute for Humane Studies, is looking for libertarian students and recent graduates interested in careers in movies, film, animation, or video game production for spring and summer-fall internships. Um, all positions are paid and include a participation in a career workshop. For more information, visit libertarianinternships.com. That's libertarianinternships.com. We continue with your calls. Johnson is on the line in California. You're on Free Talk Live. Johnson. Hey. Hey there. Hey, I wanted to talk to you guys about that letter uh, that the, the guy who was called for jury duty. Yeah, they sent him a letter. Uh, for those just tuning in, one of our listeners was sent a letter at an old residence. He'd gone off to college and informed the government that he was going off to school. They waited four years. Then they said, hey, are you still in school? If you are, respond to us. If you're not, well, if you don't respond, we'll go ahead and reinstitute you into the jury pool. And then three years later, they pulled him for jury duty. He didn't even live there, found out about it after the fact, and now he's facing uh, charges for not showing up to jury duty. Go ahead. Well, what I think would be kind of interesting to do, because, I mean, chances are pretty good that he's probably going to end up in court or, you know, arrested, in which case he'll still end up in court. Hey, that's so true. what I think he should, he should do is he should send a certified letter that states that if they don't reply to his letter at his current address, that they automatically agree by not replying to remove him from jury duty in retrospect and excuse his not appearing for jury duty retroactively and that if they do reply in any fashion, including calling him to court, that it, that would constitute an agreement uh, to preemptively reimburse him for any lost time at work, travel costs, and any costs. Uh, that would come from being associated with, you know, bureaucratic arrangements and court fees. I love the idea. And, I love the idea of I making counter offers to the government, but I don't think that anybody should fool themselves into believing the government will care or that well, it will prevent the them from throwing you in a jail cell. Absolutely. So here's the thing. I think the other, you know, two other things that could happen there is I think it would be just good to to be able to present that argument in court because yeah. obviously he's, he's probably going to end up in court, but it, and it would be, you know, it's an op opportunity to have a little bit of uh, activism there. But I think what also would be good is if he can find out if the court has ever changed locations and intentionally send the letter to the wrong address and just just to be able to bring that to court and say, look, I have a copy of this certified letter that I sent to this address. You mean this wasn't the right address? I mean, the court was located there, right? Well, a certified letter is going to get returned and say that the, that's the, a bad address. Likely the jury duty thing wasn't a certified letter, so I think that one would have to send true. a non-certified letter. Well, the thing, the thing about certified is that way you can at least prove it. I mean, it's, it's evidence. So, okay, send, a, a certified, send that same certified letter to the current court address. You know, and if they reply, fine. If they don't Video, reply, you, videotape it if you need proof. Okay. Videotape works, the, I mean. the slipping it into a blue um, USPS, um, you know, mailbox and to prove the point. I think it's a great point that you're making. In fact, likely a courthouse has moved, and if you send stuff to the old address, uh, you know, you'll probably... You know, I don't know, the one in happen. Sarasota had, didn't move my entire life, so that doesn't seem very likely as a, as a possibility. But I do love the idea of coming back at him with a, a counteroffer, basically. I think it's an interesting technique, and it'll certainly give him something to, something to think about. And as I you mean, said, if you're going to end up in court, what's, what have you got right. to lose? You know, if he ends up in court, that's sort of the way I see it, is that that would be great, is that he could go in there and be like, well, you know, I sent this letter that said that you were going to excuse me from jury duty. I mean, you didn't respond to it. I didn't respond to your letter, so that's the way it works in court, right? <laughs> apparently I mean, that's it how is. how it works, right? That is apparently how it works in their legal land insanity. Johnson, thanks for the call and the suggestion. We continue with Scotty listening to WXNT in Indianapolis. Scotty, you're on Free Talk Live. Scotty? Yeah, hello there. Hey there. What's on your mind tonight? 
Why, listen, this fellow that you've you just been talking about, the guy that um, uh, needs to go to court, and he doesn't really need to go to court, what he, what he should do is probably uh, not be adversarial about this. Most states and major cities have what's known as legal aid societies. And if he would call them and explain their situation, many times they will uh, recommend an attorney who will perform pro bono services. And all he probably needs is for some legal society just to send a letter to these morons that are trying to get him to come to court, and he'll be uh, he'll be off the uh, he'll be he'll be fine. Hmm. He, but what he's got to do, he's got to use his a little moxie and be gentle about it. Because, you know, bureaucrats love to say, oh, we got an a-hole on the phone, and now let's rip him. But if he's just, you know, like he's put himself in, his, in their hands just for a minute, very gently, he can, he can, he can get out of this thing without a lot of So, uh, So go to the Legal hands. Aid Society. Can you just open up the yellow pages and find that? Or is yes, something- sir. I'll tell you the truth, old buddy. Usually in the, in the, uh, in the yellow pages, under, where it says attorneys, uh-huh. that it'll be there. Okay. That's a and good now, suggestion. I have, I have a, a, something. I really like your show, by the Thanks. way. But listen, uh, what I'd like you guys to do sometime is to, to go through the process of, of comparing uh, uh, the, uh, the, the, the state taxes, the excise taxes, uh, the, state, the state sales taxes, in New Hampshire, and see, and, and let people know how they stack up with other parts of the country. It's a good point. Uh, thank you for the call tonight. Appreciate it. Uh, I can answer it real quick. Uh, I'm, I, I mean, I certainly don't have a, a list of all of the taxes versus what's versus what, but I can say there's no sales tax in New Hampshire, and there's no uh, state income tax. I think there's some sort of corporate tax, like above fifty thousand. There's no or um, business inventory tax, which many states seem to have. Um, but there is a property tax. And it's boy, one of the- is it it's, awful? It's well, yeah, it is compared to to Florida. It's one of the lowest tax burdens in the United States per person. However, um, states with uh, tourism, like Florida, where I'm from, where the you know tax burden is still quite low, the tourists pay a great deal of the tax burden in the form of sales tax. You know, they come and, and the hotels tax and all that stuff. So they're, it, I didn't pay as much as as much in taxes in Florida as I do here in New Hampshire. However, I, I knew that there was no shrinking the size of government in Florida. I, I was a lone <laughs> yeah. voice uh, crying in the wilderness. Nobody gave a damn about my politics or anything like that. However, up here in New Hampshire, people agree with me. And I bel- you know, I, we're, we're having success stopping uh, the growth of government. And I think that shortly, in the, in the sh- uh, span of a few short years, we're going to be shrinking the size of the government. It here seems inevitable. I mean, the, the place like Florida, you've got people coming in all the time from New uh, New Jersey and New York, these statists that are coming in to die, essentially, and they, they feel very, very entitled uh, about their lives and right. that you owe them, apparently, just because you were born in Florida. And so there's a, there, there are re, their ranks are growing. The, the ranks of the statists in Florida are growing while the ranks of the liberty activists in New Hampshire are growing. So where would you rather be? I love how uh, <laughs> older folks and uh, retirees in Florida will ask for a senior citizen's discount. In Florida, you want a senior citizen's <laughs> discount? I mean, you're 30% of the population. <laughs> Let's continue with your phone calls. Uh, and talk to Randy listening to WXNT in Indianapolis. Randy, you're on the uh, air. Uh, yes, sir. Uh, my comment is about uh, uh, one of the uh, men running for uh, presidential election, Barack Obama. Uh, 
I've heard on several radio stations, and uh, one time on uh, Fox News, uh, a lady by the name of Greta Van Susteren had a uh, uh, guest uh, over the phone, uh, Rush Limbaugh, and uh, he was talking about that uh, when Barack Obama went over to Iraq, uh, John McCain had been asking him to uh, go to Iraq for many months, and he finally uh, went over to Iraq to uh, visit the troops. Um, he was talking to the uh, Iraqi government, and uh, uh, according to them, uh, he tried to uh, delay the withdrawal of troops. And uh, I guess some of the Iraqis spoke up or something. And uh, um, what my point is, is uh, well, he assumed that he was going to be president, so he was trying to get uh, the Iraqis to delay the de- uh, deployment of troops until after the election. I'm confused. I, I want to clarify this with you, and I'll bring you back. I want to know what you're... It sounded like he, he meant delaying the American troops, but now it sounds like the Iraqi troops are delaying... I want no, to know which, like, which troops like are being delayed. I'm confused, and I'll hopefully uh, he'll clarify that for us. More with Randy. Your calls as well. We'll try to sneak you in here in the remaining moments of the program. 800-259-9231. It is Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live. We only have a few moments remaining in this live Saturday edition of the program. You can take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line. It is Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. You like the show? You want to help support Free Talk Live? Well, one of the best ways to do that is to become a Free Talk Live amplifier. Just go to amp.freetalklive.com as Tim, who called earlier tonight, did earlier today. You can go and get signed up via PayPal, any major credit card, or some alternative payment options. Head over to amp.freetalklive.com. Get on board because that that money that you send in to us, three bucks a month, we take that in, reinvest it in the show, getting on more radio stations around the country, bringing new internet listeners to the program, and all in all, bringing new ears to this show, thereby exposing more people to the ideas of freedom and liberty. So if that is valuable to you and it's worth three bucks a month, plus you get perks too, like access to the Amp Only Call In Lines, chat room, forum, and more. Learn it all. Uh, learn all about it over at amp.freetalklive.com and get signed up. And it would uh, be much appreciated because it does a lot for us here on Free Talk Live. Your amp dollars. It's only three bucks a month from you, but added together with the other 500 plus people that are amping, it makes a big difference. Amp.freetalklive.com. And we'd also like to invite you to come up here to New Hampshire, not just to uh, as part of the Free State Project, but to check it out. Come on up and visit New Hampshire during the Liberty Forum. What is the Liberty Forum, Mark? Uh, it, it's a convention style, uh, you know, it's a convention, and uh, different Liberty speakers talk about different aspects that they're experts in, and uh, it's oh, three days of fun and excitement. It may be the biggest Liberty convention all year long. It's huge. Hundreds of people coming here to New Hampshire, to Nashua. There's a hotel that it's going to be taking place at. Uh, it's going to be all weekend long. Freestateproject.org slash Liberty Forum. Lots of pro-Liberty speakers, people like Mark Stevens from AdventuresInLegalLand.com will be Buchanan from the Walk for Liberty, uh, John Taylor Gatto, so many more to be announced. They haven't announced any of the keynote speakers yet, so there's some big names still to come, which of course we'll tell you about here on Free Talk Live. But we've been to the last two. We've been to two of the last two that they had, and this will be our third. We're going to be broadcasting live as we've done the last two years, and it was a lot of fun last year, so hoping to have as much of a good time, if not more so, this time around. You want to get on. Uh, you want to get on board as soon as possible because number one, the number one reason to get signed up now is the early bird discount, 199 bucks. But 
uh, just slice another 10% off of that low early bird price if you use the discount code 2009FTL. That's 2009FTL over at freestateproject.org slash libertyforum. Get signed up now because the price is only going to go up from here. As they, When they announce those bigger speakers, they're going to raise the price. So get on board if you can. Uh, that way the, the, you know, the hotel doesn't sell out. You're not going to have to – you don't want to be down the street from the Liberty Forum. You don't want to be you know, having to go to another hotel because this hotel sells out. Then you just have to get in the cab or you have to rent a car, and you, it's cold out in early March. So you want to be in the hotel. You want to be able to party with the people that are hanging out there, have a good time, and have it all centrally located right there uh, in Nashville. It's going to be a good time. We're looking forward to it and looking forward to seeing you there. It's the best way to really – one of the best ways to get a real taste for what it's like to be around just a tremendous amount of other people that share the same viewpoint as you, that believe in liberty, that – believe that we can achieve liberty in our lifetime and you'll get to meet so many of them it's really a wonderful networking experience and i highly recommend it so freestateproject.org slash liberty forum as we go back to randy in indianapolis listening to wxnt now you were saying something about obama went over to iraq and something about troops being withdrawn can you clarify that uh yes sir uh what i was trying to say i was a little nervous but uh, that's okay um Barack Obama finally went over to uh, Iraq to uh, visit uh, the troops because John McCain uh, was trying to get him to go for a long time. He really didn't want to go, but he finally went. And uh, while he was over there behind the scenes, he was uh, talking to the Iraqi government, uh, trying to get them to hold off on uh, withdrawing American troops until after the election. I guess he assumed that he was going to be president, and uh, he thought, well, you know, if he could talk them into to delaying the uh, American how, troops from I'm sorry, home. I don't know a lot about the foreign policy. How is it that Iraq, the Iraqi government, can decide to withdraw American troops? Well, he was trying to talk them into, to, uh, uh, you know, somehow delaying the, uh, the withdrawal and, you know, go over the president's head somehow. And uh, uh, But the Iraqis, I guess, turned him in and, uh, or, you know, spoke up about it. But... Uh, he, uh, I guess, assumed that he was going to be president, and I guess he thought, well, well he could use that for politic, uh, political gain, you know, and for his own glory. But that's, that's the allegation that was made in uh, Amir Tahiri's article, um, where he claimed that, that, in fact, Barack Obama had met behind closed doors with uh, Iraqi leaders in, in an effort to uh, draw down American military presence. Uh, it, it's 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 alleged that it's a complete fabrication. So now you have a he said, she said situation. I, you know, I I don't know. I mean, the fact – there's also allegations coming from the other side that the Bush administration tried to uh, privately persuade um, Iraqi leaders to, in fact, um, delay a drawdown of American milita- military presence, once again playing politics with American national security and effectively repudiating past claims that the U.S. withdrawal would only be dictated by facts on the ground. So, you know, maybe that's what happened. Maybe it's not. And it's just where, what, who you choose to believe. And that's the problem with sort of this, you know, the, the media we have out here. It's difficult for people to know. Right. Thanks, Randy, you know, for the call. I, Appreciate hearing from you. 800-259-9231. I thought they were both warmongers. Uh, McC- McCain and Obama, they both want to continue troops over there, right? Uh, not withdrawing well, either troops. Afghanistan or Iraq or both or just because you pull a few troops out doesn't mean that you're against the war, right? Right. I mean, 
you know, only Ron Paul wanted to uh, get the troops out right. of Iraq and get them out of Afghanistan and bring them all home from the 700 military bases they have in 131 countries around the world. If you want peace around the world, you can't vote for McCain or Obama. Period. We continue here and talk to Nettie, listening to WVTS in West Virginia. Nettie, you're on Free Talk Live. Ladies first. <laughs> well, um, my my thing is, my theory is that when I had a gentleman, you had a gentleman that was on there just a few minutes ago, was talking about that, you know, their state is in poverty right now. Mm-hmm. Well, with this $7 billion thing that they've got going for this going to go to this place. $700 billion, but who's counting? Yeah, <laughs> going to this, you know. Our state right now, West Virginia, is one of the states that is in the very lowest of poverty, poverty big time. Yeah. It has been for a long time, as I understand it. And, you know, and our governor right now is upset because of our vestments of West Virginia. He was even in that. And now it's just gone worse. Yeah, well, you and know, it's it's tough job. time for everybody, and the 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 politicians and and the the big bankers want you to pay to get them out of trouble, and I think it's just wrong. Yeah, because I'm one of these taxpayers that's got to pay for them to sit there and swandle out money that you know I've worked for for my life. Yep. It's time that more people decided they were fed up with all this nonsense and just stopped paying them. I think that would be helpful. But then again, people are so scared. As you were talking about earlier, Mark, the IRS now authorized to do undercover sting operations, which they weren't apparently as able to do in the past. They now have uh, far more, uh, I guess, uh, wide-cutting police capabilities within the IRS. So people are going to be scared, s of standing up against this Leviathan state that we, I think, inevitably will have to take a stand against. I mean, I don't mean violently i mean people withdrawing their uh, their moral and financial support from these organizations if enough people stopped participating if enough people stopped cooperating and stopped obeying they'd be it would be curtains for the government but that's going to require some people to really put it on the line and if you're not willing to put it on the line then you're just going to have to watch as they continue to chip away at the wealth that you've created for yourself whatever wealth that you have they'll just continue to chip away until it's all gone eventually so either put it on the line sooner or it goes away later that's the way i see it and i thank you for the call 800-259-9231 let's go to john in new hampshire you're on free talk live john gentlemen john what's on mind you just had a guy call up uh, suggesting people go to legal aid society, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm thinking that they're not just lawyers, but they're tax-funded lawyers, and I couldn't uh, substantiate that. I have a, a similar group, the Legal Advice Referral Center, which I picked up that pamphlet at the Fed Court over in Concord, but I think they're kind of the same. You know, in, in this it says they're a private nonprofit law firm, blah, 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 and they are funded through Congress. So they're not only a bunch of shifty lawyers who have not only an allegiance to the government through the court and through the judge. These people worship this. They're part of the cult. Be very careful who you get in bed with. If you're going to hire a lawyer, I'm thinking maybe the best thing to do is hire a lawyer for some advice. Don't use them in the courtroom. It's an interesting idea, and I thank you, John, for the call. We are out of time for tonight. It has been Ian here with you. And Mark. We will rejoin you Monday night. You can join us online in the meantime, between now and then, for all kinds of fun stuff on our website over at freetalklive.com. And I wish you the best weekend. 
safe, happy, enjoy it. We'll see you online between now and Monday night at freetalklive.com. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronic, photo, cell phone, office product, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supplies, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Amazon.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, a great deal, delivery to your door, and a percentage of your purchase will go to Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon through Amazon.freetalklive.com.